ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and cinephiles around the world. Sound like, is it Bruce Buffer? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages and cinephiles alike, hello. Thank you for tuning in to another Real Debaters production. I am your host, Michael Petro. This week on the show, no debate, no interview. It's bonus time. It's bonus area. It's my favorite area because this is the shit that we, me and me and Charles Fernandez from the Nerdgasm Show were talking one day. You might remember Charles. He did an episode a couple few back last year. Uh, it was the Keanu Reeves character that would best teach driver's ed. That was the debate that he was on. Him and his partner Claudia came on. We had a super fun time. We were nerding out in a little chat group one day. And I just said, hey, you watch the same shit I watch and we're into the same shit that each other's into. Excuse me, dinner. And uh, and I thought, I'm a lazy piece of shit and I would love to talk about this with you and you're the only person I know who's watching the same stuff as me. So why don't we do some shit and rotate platforms? You're on YouTube. We're on podcasts, podcast platforms. So we have no video. So let's have some fun with this shit. So this inaugural episode is on the podcast obviously and then the next one we're gonna try aim for the next one we're gonna be on his platform and, and bounce back and forth i'm gonna do some shit that he does he's gonna do some shit that we do essentially it's called the call sheet for the daily events that have happened in the last two weeks between episodes so that's what this is that's the working title so far so you're now tuning into the inaugural episode of the call sheet with charles fernandez and michael petro uh, on this episode we go hard in the paint on wandavision we catch each other up on what we think is happening in in wandavision in satire tv world uh, we go over how a artificial intelligence has proved that arnold schwarzenegger is in fact the best action hero ever that's a lot of fun to go over those stats, by the way. Uh, link is in the uh, is in the episode. And then we also go over the 10 roles that Tom Cruise was up for that he didn't get. Oh, my God. It's so nice to know that motherfucker wasn't Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. Just It's RDJ, baby. RDJ. Anyways, that and a bunch of other stuff are talked about. So every two weeks we'll be doing these. Uh, I'll have all the in the show notes. You can find Charles's information so you, you can subscribe to his channel and you can never miss me doing his or some of the guys over there and vice versa. Subscribe to us on Instagram and any podcast platform of your choosing as I try to make us as easily findable as possible if those are correct grammar. And uh, then you'll never miss a version of it being done here. Welcome to the call sheet, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, also, therealdebaters.ca for all of you that are new. That's where you can find everything you you need to find about us. If you want to see cast bios and pictures, the blog, the podcast itself, where to subscribe, the merch stand, as well as how to donate to the show. Uh, maximum donations, five bucks, because I wouldn't give me more than five dollars. And for every donation, we'll try to give something back to you. So go hit that donate tab. You can just read it. it we're not asking for your money off the hop. Uh, but we would really appreciate it. And we super duper appreciate it. So appreciative. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, the real debaters.ca for all things real debaters. I got nothing else for you. I'm super excited about these. We'll see you in two weeks. Maybe I'll be in a video or maybe we'll be back here. Who knows? But you can't find out unless you subscribe. I'll cue the real. And you enjoy the show. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film, a thousand feet, 16,000 separate photographs. Welcome, everyone. the truth. You can't handle the truth. Sir, you're out of order. I don't I show you out of order. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, cinephiles everywhere, 
you are listening to uh, the first iteration of what we've just kind of decided to call the call sheet. Is that, yeah. is that correct, Charles? Yeah, I think, yeah. I, we're, uh, I think it's definitely safe to say that a working title right now is the call sheet. Okay. All right. Working yeah. call sheet. Um, you are, you are tuning into a monthly smash up for lack of a better fucking term, Love it. Um, the nerdgasm show and the real debaters podcast. Uh, basically uh, I had said that I, w- this is kind of a dumping ground for all the things that neither of us can do on our shows. Yeah. Uh, and it's stuff that we want to talk about in long form conversation. And Charles doesn't have podcasting gear and I don't know how to do YouTube. So we're like, <laughs> let's, let's bang heads together. And- That's right. So it's this is basically like it's end game right now. <laughs> all the portals are opening up and everybody's coming together and all of a sudden the X-Men are walking in like it's finally just coming together. It's the crossover that everybody didn't know they needed. So uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> the perfect way I think the two of us will always refer to the show as yeah maybe, never maybe no one else but two of us definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 100%. That's the first thing when you Message me and everything. I was just like, yeah, this is how the X-Men are going to be introduced in the MCU. It's going to be a wicked event. I'm excited. Like, this is just what I think. It's like a wicked crossover. It's great. I'm, I, I felt like, because I, I, I posted on, on the Instagrams that, that this is a marriage. Cause I did feel like I was proposing to you. Yeah, that was great. I love that you use that, that term specifically. It was great. I'm like, yeah, it's committed now. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like on paper somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I'm excited. You know, I mean, like, I'm sure you're in the same boat. I literally annoy people with talking about this shit all the time. So it's nice to utilize it, kind of put it in an outlet where we have an audience that wants to hear about it, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I'm going to stop using those crutch words. Like, totally. That's, that's, we're going (laughs) to, totally. One hundred percent. I fucking hate when I hear that. I hate it even more when I do it. So, <laughs> on fucking record, I'll stop using crutch words, ladies and gentlemen. I will. I will dig deep into my vocabulary and like, pull out of my ass. Me, I like is a word that I hate because I realize I use it so much, so yeah. much. It's my thinking word, and I don't like that because I think a lot. <laughs> and the word doesn't make you sound like you're thinking deeply. It makes me sound like I'm thinking, but not. I'm not smart because I'm. I'm like, 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 and people are just like, does he forget words? <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I am notorious for like trying to get some old seventy-year-old man saying right, but getting half of it right. <laughs> So like I'll be like I don't know it's the it's like the cat's spandex. <laughs> <laughs> He's like you son of a bitch. Yeah, like, like I'm trying to be Matthew McConaughey, but it's not fucking working. Yeah. Oh man, McConaughey, come on! I love you know McConaughey is just in a league of his own. Lincoln was literally like, you're just gonna drive our car, and you're just <laughs> gonna say your thoughts, and it worked. It, and and like that's where. I didn't didn't the the Lincoln or Cadillac commercial come after Lincoln? Like didn't or yes. was tied in? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like 
I got to say, whoever was working that day and pitched that, that dude is a real genius. That was a wicked idea. I just wonder if we watched an hour and 45 minute long card. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Could it have just been a two and a half minute commercial and they could have saved the. Stuff? I mean, I will never have the income where I'm like, let's go get one. But I definitely know about them and I never thought I would care to. Yeah. They have like this thing <laughs> on the steering wheel that like you can set. And then when you get out of the car, it goes back to neutral. And then when you get in, it like goes to your positionings. I guess. Yeah, dude. It's like I've been in a car where like it does that. And it's like when you press the button to start the car, it feel it's like out of the future. The steering wheel adjusts, the side view mirrors go, the like your mirror, it's all adjusting. I was like, holy shit. It I thought of like demolition man. I'm like, yeah, hey, go. Just do the rest, please. <laughs> and then and then you looked in the back seat and you're like, what are the three seashells doing here? <laughs> yeah what <laughs> uh we did an episode and somehow oh yeah it was sylvester it was it's like it was the one where we're like i think we have something here uh it was the one well i, well, I think we i think we have something that's still still to be to, to the class is still out on that but <laughs> we did sylvester stallone to run a summer camp and i used i used demolition man as oh one. my god that's great john spartan as as my camp director and said that in the arts and crafts skill you would make your own seashells and you'd finally learn what you're supposed to do with them literally yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh my god that's oh that's great that is a great topic too oh man it, it, and it's fun like it's it really is like twitter it's tweets right it's like yeah rename this movie with this word in it and we're just like I, we were just like let's extrapolate on that right because it's <laughs> it's funny to say that shit out loud but let's um i'm rambling and uh we yeah. we're not on limited time but we are on time and <laughs> there is time yeah unlike unlike wandavision time does exist where we are <laughs> well that is a segue motherfucker <laughs> that, that is exactly where i was headed and uh, <laughs> Um, I wish Jimmy could be here because Jimmy uh, fucking hates it. Like he feels really, eh? he's not liking it, eh? No, he feels like he got fucked by the long dick of Disney. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. so and like I was, I was texting him as he was watching it last night, and I was like trying to sell him on on because I was like, it's it's pre it's prefacing um um Doctor Strange and the oh, uh, big time, big time, and and. I was like, he really wants to see that because he's a big Sam Raimi fan and that's just going to be a stupid, fun fucking movie. Yeah. And he's like, I, this is, this is, and I'm like, I understand why. So I guess we'll start there. Um, spoiler fucking alert, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. That's always good. Spoiler alert on everything we're talking about because we're going to really dive into it. So yeah. this is the first time I've ever really been able to unbox a thing before. Yeah. Like, like I said before, I'm at half mast. This is not. <laughs> I'm always at half mass. I'm ready yeah. to go. I don't know if it's an always thing now. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not an always thing. I'm 39. It's definitely not an always thing. <laughs> it's a, it's a hopeful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyways, back to WandaVision. So, um, at, let's start there with after three episodes of an incredibly slow burn. Where are you when you first saw the first episode? 
which is yeah. filmed in front of a live audience, which it was, by the way. Yeah, it so, was, which is great, which is great. So let's start between one to three. How have you changed? So uh, to be like, to be completely honest with you, I'm a huge fan of like the honeymooner, like the classic sitcom, like the Dick Van Dyke show, the honeymooners. Um, when I was like, when I was a kid and much music was still good, <laughs> between like the hours of like two and four they would play like the partridge family the brady bunch you know monkeys so yeah yeah like so i i liked it it's definitely one of those things where i'm like okay they definitely had a lot of fun making it and i totally get it because they're so true to the genre they're show they're so true to it and everything but i definitely get that with this generation and like younger, it, they're not going to enjoy it as much. Yeah, I, I can, I can, I can attest to that because there is a like millennials. Let's just say, yeah, um, yeah, no, like they're not. I love Lucy. No, they're not. No, and and even if they've heard of I Love Lucy, they don't have the mentality of like. I don't even think they'll understand why it's a classic. Like they're just like no. Like I've literally had a 19 year old tell me black and white, no thanks. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. They're lost. Like they're not. I agree. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to tell you whatever. Like it's your loss. It's like when people are like subtitles, I have to read. No, thanks. I'm like, well, that sucks. Cause like you're limiting, <laughs> you're really limiting like, you know, uh, your enjoyment level, I think. But I mean, my thing is, I think people would enjoy the show more if it was uploaded all at once. Because if people could go past, you know, power through the episodes that they're not enjoying as much, I think people would give it a little bit more credibility. But I think because you have to wait a week, the episodes like it filmed in front of the live studio audience, if you really don't like it, it just pisses you off more. Because you're like, I have to wait a fucking week now. You know what I mean? But I love it. I personally love the references. I do think it does drag a little bit. I do get it. But because they're starting to unravel the mystery more, especially in episode three, like that was the most we got in terms of like, something's definitely going on. I am just, I keep remembering this is leading up to Multiverse of Madness. And that's where my brain is now. So whenever they make a reference or they do something, I'm like, where is Wanda right now stress-wise? Or like, what is Wanda thinking? So she just got pregnant. Okay, so it's like, holy shit. All right, so she's really trying to commit because I think these are things that keep Vision alive. Because I think she's totally going, I think she's like, I've read things where people think she's in the Mind Stone and I think that's interesting. That like that is i've 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 heard that i haven't yeah. heard about it i just to counter your point i agree with you on almost everything you've said 100 <laughs> percent. like i i see where we are creating a world and we are bringing mystery to to yeah. do this to prepare you for what because if this is if this is like the gateway drug to what multiverse of madness is going to be then like what the fuck kind of time bending, world bending, reality shifting shit is going on? But I, sure. my my theory is we're seeing the story unravel as she unravels, and as she yeah. unravels, the story will make sense. So yeah. it's 
it's buried in the actual length of the show, which is why I don't think they dropped it in 10 or eight episodes, whatever it is, right yeah. off the top, because it's part of the plot is to slowly watch her unravel. So one episode a week, I guess, is part of the marketing of that idea. Yeah, and uh, totally. And I mean, what I uh, another thing I love too is it makes more sense is that each week, each episode is hitting a different decade. And you feel that more when you wait the week. So going from like episode one to episode three, you get like your traditional 50s to a 70s opening where it's like bewitched almost. You know what I mean? Like that was really great, by the way, because even from the first episode where she's cleaning everything and it's done like 50 styles where you can tell things are on a string and then like the bull hits his head and stuff. I was like, this is totally bewitched if they were both witches. Yes. You know what I mean? And then they did the bewitch thing. And I was like, okay, awesome. <laughs> so like, like, I love it. Like I'm, cause I'm getting the references. Like, I guess if you're not really picking up on certain references and things, it can look like, ugh, I don't like this. Or like they're dragging this out. But for the most part, I was getting the references, like the two beds is total. I love Lucy. And then they even did the beds together. Like that was the, I love Lucy episode. Like that was awesome. Like those little things. And I love, like they're definitely doing even things right from the comic. Like when they had that very stereotypical where they're like back to back, like what's going on? There's an actual like image right from the 60s comics of them doing that stereo, like that very awkward, like, you know, back to back hands out thing. Like they definitely did the research. These story developed, like the, the showrunners know what they're doing. They clearly love these characters. And again, if this is leading, like if every episode is a new decade, then that means there's 10 episodes. Like I'm thinking episode nine and 10 are going to be in present day. And yeah. It's going to be fucking wild. It's going to be crazy. It, <laughs> well, like we, the, what they're doing with, uh, I believe it's Catherine Hahn. And, oh, I love her. Uh, let me bring up, uh, let me bring up the cast here. Uh, Catherine Hahn is Agnes. Uh, Fred Melmond is Arthur Hart. Um, and Deborah Jo Rupp is Mrs. Hart. Like these, these, supporting actors are are helping create this really awkward mystery like when when han is by the fence and she's recycling all the reasons why it's weird that uh um monica rambo which that's a huge have you figured out the rambo yeah 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 for anybody who hasn't figured it out yet i just learned this recently um monica rambo is the daughter of uh well geraldine in the show monica is um the daughter of uh What's her face? Denver's his friend in Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, or, yeah, her uh, her best friend, her like co-pilot and everything. I can't remember yeah. her fucking name. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, which is crazy. That's stupid fucking crazy. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's... It, I'm just so fucking stunned after three. I just want to talk about three. Fuck one and two for a second. Um, yeah, no, let's go for it. I, I agree. Like one and two, great homage to the genre, really great. But in terms of actual story progression, three was fucking wild. Three. <laughs> what, what was so wild about it was the glitch. I think the glitch is such yeah. a compelling note that like for some people who don't have the backstory of Wanda and Vision, uh, or Scarlet Witch and Vision, whatever you want to call her, um, the the glitch is 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 significant to what's going on in her brain. Yeah, and it really does tell you at the end of the scene that Vision is not there. 
Like, yeah, no, no. And, and, and that's something that's going to have such a tragic effect in this. Like that's what I'm more interested in right now is how hard she's going to break because they've clearly got her in that force field for a reason. Yeah. And yeah. just after having watched winter soldier again, I'm like, I forget how fucking powerful Wanda is. Yeah. Like, don't, they don't, they haven't really explored what's going to happen. So when she mm-hmm. comes out of that force field and reality smacks her in the face, that vision is gone and she doesn't know what's going on, but she's given birth. Like the, the, the fucking, I mean, that's, I don't know if anybody else well, is- and has. And that's the thing is, is she giving birth? Like, we don't know how strong she is. You made it very clear. Like she is so powerful. We haven't seen her full potential. Like she's so powerful that in end game, Thanos panicked and was like, drop the bombs, <laughs> drop the nukes, man. Just fucking drop them. I don't care how many of her own guys die. Just fucking drop these nukes. This chick's going to kill me. Like that's how powerful she is. And that was her using like physical force. Like, I'm going to smash you and whatnot. She's still like this master of illusion, this master of like, I guess the mind stone. And if she's in the mind stone or if she's able to like harness any of this power, it's really like, I, I, I do agree with you. I do think she's grieving and I think she's grieving and she's in such a state of grieving that she's trying to make vision still alive. Yeah. She's hanging on, she's hanging on to him. Okay. She's hanging on a vision and you're totally right. I think, the way the show is going to end, it's almost like it's eerie to like Dark Phoenix being born is I think Wanda is going to unfortunately turn, like she's going to fucking explode and the repercussions are going to be multiverse of madness. And unfortunately, Wanda is going to be perceived as like a villain because she kind of might become one. Wow. You know? The the cracking of one reality is what creates the yeah. so the yeah. multiverse hasn't been created yet right oh wow so it's chronological instead and of- then from what i'm hearing is that there might even be alluding to it already in wandavision i really hope because uh, i could see kevin feige doing this because he's just such a genius i could also see wandavision ending with a very clear introduction of mutants in the mcu I think those kids she gave birth to are mutants. Hundred percent, they're mutants. Because I'm like, how the fuck is this just a regular baby? There's no wires or any robotics in this baby. Like, it's a mutant. Then it's completely, you know, and and it makes sense to kind of go that route. And she's having those babies in what the '70s. So then that could mean that by 2025, which I think it is now, because Endgame did the loop, Dude. mutants exist. It's not 2025. Do you see how fast she went from Prego to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Accelerated age. For sure. For sure. Like in Avengers, when he's... In Ultron, when he's like, we have an enhanced on the field. Like, this this is an enhanced mother baby. Like In the MCU, the way they explained her power is it's kind of created from the reality stone, I believe. Okay. I think so. Like, I think the they gave them their powers because at that point Fox still owned the rights to mutants. So they couldn't make mutants in the MCU. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Like it's so, that's why I'm really, I, this is another thing I have to say just because of multiverse of madness I am envisioning. I really hope there's a part where Dr. Strange goes to the timeline of the fantastic four from Fox and he sees Captain America as the human torch. And he's like, 
what the fuck? I'm definitely not in the right place. And just leaves. And it's just a quick little, like, you know, just a quick thing. Because I think that would be so funny because now the Fantastic Four are in the MCU. And it's obviously not going to be that version of it. But that version exists somewhere in a universe. So it's like Multiverse of Madness. Disney can really fuck with this now because they own everything Fox did. And they, yeah, they totally can. They can bring in fucking Pixar characters. They can do anything, man. They, if they want, they could be, maybe Chris Evans is coming back not as Cap as Human Torch to actually film a new quick little two-minute fucking scene as Human Torch. No. I would love that. First of all, I tip my hat to you, sir. I got to say a couple of things before I forget, but <laughs> I want as much as you want uh, Evans as Human Torch, I want a door to open and it's Deadpool and Wolverine actually filming a movie. 100%. That 100%. That kind of shit. And yeah. that's how you kind of tip a nod to the audience to see reaction. How many people are like, motherfucker, did you see that scene? And then you can start to like get traction and start. For to- sure. Yeah. For sure. And again, smart move on Kevin Feige to say Deadpool's going to for sure be rated R. I was like, good man. Yeah, good man. 100%. And yeah. this is the thing is if anybody can make fun or bring it all together, it's Deadpool because Deadpool now can reference Fox Universe movies, yep. which he always has been in all his in all the Deadpool movies. He rags on the X-Men, but now in the MCU, so he can actually make fun of Fox X-Men and MCU X-Men, and he can be the only one to do it where everyone just has to accept it because it's Deadpool. You <laughs> know that that's going to be in... Yeah. At some point, he'll make a joke about both, and then two other characters from two different universes will be there, and they'll try to speak, and nothing will come out. And be like, "Oh yeah, you're you're not you don't have the rights." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do one of those like, yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think, and I love that the Bob's Burgers writers are going to be doing uh, Deadpool three. I think that's awesome. <laughs> those are so funny. They're hilarious, man. Hilarious, and from what I heard the way that they did it was they brought in 10, they had a list of 10 writers they wanted to meet with. And basically those writers came in and pitched, what do you want to do with Deadpool? And their pitch was just so good that they were like, you guys have it right there. Oh, at the table meet. Wow. Right. And just hearing that, I'm like, I I would love to know what that pitch was, but I also don't because I just want to see the movie. Yeah. I just want to see what they do with it. You know? Well, if you can do it in three sentences, you'll probably... Like you, you'll, you'll make it. If you can do it in two, you'll probably win an award. And if you can do it in one, you'll win an Oscar. Well, and from what I heard too, is Reynolds needs to be a part of the writing process, which totally makes sense. And he bonded with them the most out of all the writers they like hung out with. Oh, well then like trust, trust in Canada, trust in Ryan. <laughs> and I mean, it's his character. Like if Hugh Jackman was still playing Wolverine and he wanted to make decisions with the character, I think that's fair. Oh, <laughs> Like Bruce Willis, you know, gets to sit down and tell Kevin Smith how to write a fucking. <laughs> I love, by the way, when Kevin Smith talks about Cop-Out, it's so funny. Yes. That is what a true, that is what a person with being self-aware looks like. Yeah. hundred percent on your own work. That's that takes, that takes some fucking stones. Um, I also want to talk. Um, what are your thoughts on sword coming in? Oh yeah. So uh, interesting enough, I so I don't know much about like Doctor Strange and his whole universe and everything, 
Um, so I'm kind of like discovering it as fans do, but obviously being a nerd, as soon as I heard about sword, I'm like, I got to read up on this shit. So it sounds like sword is pretty much the shield for like magic and like sorcerers and shit. It's, I can, I can confirm this for you. Um, it is, I'm just trying to bring it up here. Uh, sword, hang on here. Trusty old website. And it's neat that they made the first real, like Wanda pretty much pointed at that necklace and was like, what the fuck is that, man? <laughs> no, she totally, she totally did. Um, fuck. It's, it's the equivalent of shield, but, right. for, but for outer space. Yeah. So, for outer space. So, right. So it's alien based in that. And um, there was a comic series that lasted five episodes, I believe. Mean. Okay. All right. Canceled, but Beast was brought in to it. Like, oh, Beast. cool. <sighs> the, See, uh, man, like the fact that they're picking things that are like have X Men connections, I'm like, it's getting me really excited. Oh, God. Like, they're they're using feige's using this as uh like a barometer for yeah. people like and yeah. obviously with there being three months apart my guess is that they're giving themselves time to edit and maybe make changes before the next one comes out like if they're using this slow burn mentality and they get yep. back that it's not um part of the uh part of the the the, the magic the, the, the magic ingredients to the show yeah. We'll just yeah edit and you know do it all over again yeah no that's true it's very true i'm still trying to find this here i'm so bad at searching at the same time and talking. oh it's difficult it's like here one second that's like my it's also interesting like it's so funny that marvel just loves the horrible acronyms like the horrible over over the top like oh it's so so funny all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I will get this right. I fact-checked myself. Sentient World Observation and Response Department. That's what it stands for. Wow, okay. Yeah. Which makes sense because then it's like S.H.I.E.L.D. takes care of shit on the planet and then S.W.O.R.D. is out of the planet. Yep, totally. That's exactly So for all we know, they could be like on an interstellar fucking space station hovering above Earth with a simulated like yep. set essentially that wanda is just filling in the blanks and everything it's like an intergalactic truman show yeah like without a doubt it totally is and i think Catherine hahn is totally a witch i think she is a sorceress or something because i also love her i love Catherine hahn so much i think she's so great in this show that awkward scene where she did the forced laughter (laughs) walk away was so good (laughs) He's a fucking treat, man. Uh, yeah. I, I love Dick. She was in with Kevin Bacon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's got some acting chops. She's like, I mean, she's known for, you know, being like the female, like not fuck, fuck female. That's sexist. Um, like being the the opposite of Will Ferrell. Like, yeah. Oh, and without a doubt. And I mean, when you see her in like Step Brothers, Anchorman, it's so like, her improv, her caliber is just, yeah. Like you give her something, she gives you it right back and it's even better. And you're like, damn, like she's just such a good, she's a phenomenal actress. And what I love is um, she's she's being utilized so well because she had that moment where it was like really dramatic, really great, where she was like, don't say anything. And then she went back to just laughing and be like, 
walking away like sitcom mom. It was, I also have to say, I love that Paul Bettany is really, he's really just like embracing the role. And I'm seeing some of like, I think he's having the most fun he's had with a role in a long time. I agree with you. I like he's really enjoying himself and it's showing. I've been looking for clips of him and there's that one clip of him ripping off his, off his makeup. And then you hear yeah. background laughing and someone's like, look, it's you and McGregor. And I'm, I think that was Chris Evans. Apparently that was Chris Evans in the back. Yeah. And then he just loses it. Eh? He just starts laughing so hard. Yeah. That was really, that was really funny. Also insane. I didn't realize that he literally has it like yeah. glued to his face. Like that's nuts. It's I I would I'm gonna guess with my limited knowledge of talking to a makeup like a fantastic makeup artist. Shout out to Doug Morrow twice. I would say that's eight hours. Maybe no, I'd say that's probably four to six. I'm probably wrong. at least. I'd say at least. It, 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 what are you saying? At least six. I would say four to six at least. Okay, at least. Doug, if you're listening to this episode, you're allowed to attack me in the comments. <laughs> Let us know. Let's I want to know. Yeah, let us know how wrong we are if you're a makeup artist and you yeah. vision. It's five days, you assholes. <laughs> my work. <laughs> uh, there's another thing I, I have down here. Um, the the scary thing isn't that she has to be kept in a force field. The scary thing is she can rewind and reset and, yeah. and whip out whip out people who come because when she gets into the conversation with Monica Rambo um she 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 eventually just does her way like does whatever she wants and sends her flying out the door as soon as she realizes that like when she brings up your brother was killed by ultron and then you know what did you say and that was wild that's like the first time we've heard a reference to that since ultron so that was pretty wild yeah like they're pulling i think she's i i fully believe that her reality is cracked from grief i think we but we both agree on that we've yeah yeah the um fact that we, we all know vision's dead that's hard confirmed yes. so yeah you want to give up that reality for any other reality where your love is gone um to that though i hope there's aliens i hope it becomes intergalactic i think that is is and and then time travel cracks somehow with an intergalactic space battle with wanda and then that's like some, well, some you know, battle that rips open time and brings in Doctor Strange. I heard that Kat Denning's character from the Thor movies is supposed to appear in the show and she actually shows up like split second in the trailer. And I guarantee, obviously, that's in the episodes that are set in modern day. But she followed the team with Natalie Portman that studied those fucking like, right, like intergalactic things in the galaxy and shit. It's- Oh, so a gateway thing, I think what you're describing could very well be happening. And they're alluding to that, which I mean, this is going, I went really deep in uh, like the lore that Marvel has gone with. And funny enough, Doctor Strange starts an Avengers for intergalactic. So this is in space and they're called the Illuminati of all things. Right. They're actually called the Illuminati. And I think Tony Stark was in it as Iron Man. And then Doctor Strange, and then like these three beings from different realms. If I'm not mistaken, I know that like, and Doctor Strange started it, and it was specifically for like the way he looked at it was Avengers and the Shield have Earth, and then the Illuminati and Sword have everything else. 
was basically like the idea. And I'm like, could you imagine? Like, obviously they won't call it the Illuminati, <laughs> but they could lead, they could allude to it. Cause I'm also remembering that they they um they officially announced Fantastic Four, which is super exciting. But what's really exciting about that is we're kind of getting a Tony Stark back in Dr. Reed Richards, because yeah. he's pretty much one of the smartest, I think, in the whole Marvel universe. So having him and Peter back and Bruce Banner, that's going to be kind of like having that element of a big brain in the room again. Yeah. So, and the big rich. Oh, and if Professor X comes back, I mean. I, I couldn't agree with you. The, there, there is a formula in, in the team that was the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and Tony, you know, those are big, those are big shoes to fill. And obviously they're not going to recast like Tony Stark's dead, which yeah like it you know this universe it's a universe and needs to expand and we're going to see those characters go and whatnot but what i like is with tony stark going you have reed richards coming in you know it's too bad we won't get a scene with reed richards bruce banner and tony stark in the same room but the fact that i never thought in a million years disney would get fox and we'd be getting the x-men and like Spider-Man, like if we get Spider-Man and Wolverine together, wild, you know? There's, I mean, that was my tag team in Marvel versus Capcom. Was always. Spider-Man and Wolverine, always. Yeah, always. Always, like, yeah. so deeply rooted. Like, I remember Wolverine's or, origin story, origin Wolverine. Man, I've, I was, I haven't. I've been excited for movies since, but like I was really fucking excited for, I mean, looking back, I wasn't excited all the time for the Wolverine series, but you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, one and three were great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Going far East wasn't so great, but that's whatever. That's not here or there. Wolf- the Wolverine had its moments for sure. The problem with it was that the studio again, didn't they learn they learned their lesson because with Logan, they were like, we're doing R and we're not holding back with the Wolverine. They were like, let's do R. And then like a month or two before they're like, fuck, maybe we should make it 14 a, and then do R on the Blu-ray. And it's like, no, what? And then that whole ending with the fucking stupid robot samurai. Why? It was, it, it was <laughs> like, Oh, Oh, this is what you took my money for. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh no, we we have we have a problem. I'm not. I'd like to go. I need my check. Have you seen the extended rated R cut though? No. Like I, my only favorite part of that movie is when he's like, "I'm gonna be bigger than an atomic bomb." I thought (laughs) my 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 suspension of my disbelief only goes so motherfucking far. And like, I will say though, the effect was cool. Seeing his face repeatedly like burn off and shit it was kind of like and then i do love the the very comical doesn't he grow everything back and then he's kind of like Ugh. and then he's just like steaming and he's literally just like fucking <laughs> i'm like you know good for you you know i would want that in my contract if i look that good why not like oh god the fucking things that can go into riders that's a we should i do- going riders. logan to me logan i think is still one of my all-time favorite comic book movies, superhero movies of all time. I absolutely loved that movie. And I thought it was such a way, a beautiful way to like end, 
a character story if it were to end let's say i really do hope they let her be the wolverine in the mcu i think that would be cool x23 right yeah and she's older like she is getting older in real life you know what i mean so if they wait a little bit longer like yeah they totally could to they totally could capitalize on on a lot like there's a lot to capitalize on and it is about yeah I mean, if they try to stick one more Fantastic Four up somebody's ass too soon, like so, yeah, that's what I said. Is I'm like, you had three motherfucking top, <laughs> yeah, probably spent half a billion dollars on making these. And movies. you guys also announced Fantastic Four before the X Men, so I'm like, okay, obviously I'm giving you a chance, MCU, because you're the MCU. But like, why are you tiptoeing around? x-men and i'm wondering if it's because of wandavision like i wouldn't be surprised if they're pulling like book of boba fett we're at the end of wandavision there's something and then like two days later disney's like the x-men movie's coming out in 2022 or like 2023 you know what i mean i totally yeah that's what that's what mc that's what feige and all of them i mean they I know. they filmed infinity war and endgame and made everybody think that infinity war was going to be three hours like yeah they, yeah 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 Excuse me, sorry, that's apple cider. Um, they <laughs> like they pull all these fucking head fakes on you. Yeah, and they should. They should. Yeah. All for it. It's all for your enjoyment. Like what exactly. isn't because they like no one's like let's fuck with the public. Like yeah, yeah. To go about their business and make you shit that you can watch, but like they literally disinform like World War Two. Yeah. And, and like with the cap thing, I think. I think what this is, is misdirection. It's like head fake everybody with a cap return and then throw him in his human torch and multi multiverse. <laughs> oh my God, dude. That- I will fucking single tear if that happens. Like I'm fucking shitting my pants. The daredevil is apparently in Spider-Man three and Toby and Andrew Garth like that is. And if, and it makes sense because they're saying the repercussions of WandaVision are going to affect multiverse of madness and spidey three and i'm like well fuck yeah then spider-verse totally makes sense can you imagine being somebody who's worked on every like i'm sure there's at least a handful of people who have in fact i think robert downey jr may have done this but there's a select crew of people who've worked on all of them and they get a ring or something there's like yeah yeah a ring or it's some sort of memorabilia for being every marvel movie from iron man forward yeah but I wonder if those people are so confused because of the way they filmed them. Like they're obviously yeah. not. Oh yeah. Like if you ask some like DP who's done everything or like an assistant camera operator, he's like, I can't tell you what world I'm in. Like everything. Yeah. He's like, dude, I'm still, I just realized Red Skull's back. <laughs> <laughs> they're filmed is not the way we watch them. And these people must just have a fucked up perspective of what making well and it's funny because on disney plus they have them set up so you can either watch how they were made how in you know in actual order and you know in chronological order and everything and it's interesting because and it's so funny because i look at like think of kevin feige his mind in 2007 and where it's at now and i'm sure he never thought a million years he was going to get to this point where you're literally at a comic book store and you can pull out your comic book and just put it on the TV and you're like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Literally. It's awesome. You I, know? 
we've played a game before where we just sit around and we go, who would we, who would break your heart if you found out that they were, you know, touching kids in the wrong place or, you know. Oh yeah. Like the, you, who would kill you if you found out they're the worst person in the world? <laughs> like I, I just shouted at Tom Hanks the first time we played it and everybody was oh, like, Oh yeah, that would be, oh, that'd be heartbreaking. And I really hope for the sake of my own selfish Marvel <laughs> movies that Kevin Feige stays fucking clean. Like I just, I, if that man, because they got rid of, I can't remember who it was the head of Pixar. They, they canned him for oh, uh, John Lasseter. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they made him a nobody real fucking lickety split. So can you imagine like and those complaints were fucked too. Like I mean, I'm not, not, that any complaint is fucked, but there, there, each situation is isolated, and this one was a little bit where I think miscommunicate. I, I can't speak to it. But uh, you know what? I'm saying fucked in the sense of like I personally think, even if he didn't say assault any of them, the the ling- the way they described lingering hugs and him needing to hug people, that unfortunately, it's like, dude. If someone doesn't want your contact, I don't care what your intentions are. Back the fuck up. Yeah. Don't touch these people. Like a linger. Like, I don't care if it's a hug. I don't care if it's like a shoulder grab. If I don't want you touching me, you don't fucking touch me. I don't care what your intentions are. So like, you know, like, and a lot of people were like, this one assistant was saying how like he would refuse to leave the room unless he hugged her. And I'm like, that's weird. Okay. See, I didn't have that information at the beginning of this conversation. Why one of us did? I totally like. I just don't get how you can't understand that. Yeah, the personal space. Like, whatever you do outside of work, you do outside of work, and you'll get busted for whatever dumb shit you're doing. But yeah. it's not where you give long, weird hugs. There's nothing at work that makes me want to hug people I work with. There's never been a day I've gone to work and I've worked, I've, I'm, I've worked with some fairly attractive people, men and women. Right. And I've never right. hugged anybody. I, well, when I bartended, sure. But that was because I was drunk all the time. But like, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's the drug. <laughs> I, mean, like, I don't want, so like, dude, you, you hugged your way into a fucking corner, but at the same time, like Disney doesn't, Disney can't fuck around. No. What, one of what I'm saying is, is they can't fuck around no matter. And like the James Gunn thing was a huge deal, but it was also because even Disney realized this guy was, I saw some of the tweets. I thought some of them were fucking hilarious Yeah, because they were so obviously a joke, man. Like they were a joke without him having to say, this is a joke at the end. Like nobody can make 7 billion people laugh. Nobody can. Right, right, right. So take a look at the text. Yeah. In, yeah. in, in itself and stop right. looking at the world of a hundred fans. There's an asshole that was on Twitter that said, storm the Capitol building and it got five people dead and then that got him kicked off. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so like, let's look at the bigger picture here. There are a lot of people on Twitter using it for actual hate speech and stuff. James Gunn made some dirty, yeah. Were they bad jokes? Sure. But at the same time, I have the mindset where if I see a joke like that and I don't like it, it's like, well, whatever. <laughs> like, it doesn't stop my day. It doesn't ruin my life. There's also a fucking date stamp. Like he didn't tweet it after he got fucking hired. No. 
and they were from 10 years ago man i deleted my twitter after that because like i was like dude if anybody has on record which i know there is facebook and whatnot but the 10 years ago charles and this charles are very different from each other they're the same in the fact that they're idiots but like my my mindset is very different like i have experience i have insight in the world you know what i mean like those have to be factors like but it's just i don't know that whole thing but yeah like going back to his disney does not fuck around yeah and no. and that guy made them a lot of a lot of movies a lot of money and uh but look another studio hired him right away yeah i mean and and the less i i hope dumb fuck learned his lesson 100 you know, percent, fully agree don't don't hug people just like work is not a place to hug people i don't care if you work with them for 50 years and they're retired right. take their hand or like send them a fucking edible bouquet but like don't hug people you work with i agree and like you shouldn't even put someone in the position at their workplace where they have to tell you they don't want to be hugged yeah like you know what i mean like that's just common sense like just leave don't touch people <laughs> like i don't you know i feel like the, these rules are going to be easier to enforce that's the one silver lining is in a covid post covid world slash still dealing with it these rules will be much easier to enforce because we can't fuck around right now you know what i mean so um but yeah like that's one thing i was always the kind of guy like i am very approachable if I have the relationship with someone where I'm going to hug them, it's because I have that relationship with them. I'm not just going to wing it and be like, hi, what's your name, Glenn? And just go in for a hug. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, COVID's, COVID's going to get rid of COVID's going to COVID is going to turn us into like foot tappers and elbow bumpers and that. And then the aliens will be like, still not coming down. <laughs> the aliens will be like, so I think they downgraded their communication skills. We don't know yet, but like, this is insane. <laughs> I always think of you're a Simpsons fan. Oh, this is, I hate admitting this. Uh, I am now, but I feel there's way too much for ketchup. I, <laughs> wasn't allowed to watch the simpsons as a child dude you know what's hilarious is me and claudia were talking about this it isn't until the last like five years that i've encountered a lot of people that are like i when i was growing up i wasn't allowed to watch the simpsons and i totally get it because i'm watching i watched the simpsons growing up and i'm watching it now and i'm like yeah this is not for kids in any way but it's just funny because it's not that bad compared to like where society is now it's so oh my god calm. it's and, a it's a conversation about society it's incredible yes. it's, it's, it was and you know what it is it was a fine approach like south park is an ex i love south park but it's obviously extreme it's the same concept but really extreme in every way which is great but in simpsons the running joke is they have two aliens named kang uh kados king and kados and they're always hovering outside of earth and they always make a joke like ha, ha, ha. <laughs> fuck you dude i've seen some episodes I'm not, it's great I'm not sorry living, but I'm not living on the farm <laughs> <laughs> they're a fake family and they live in a fake <laughs> I, I have family who's from the farm so i should probably requote that i'm not from like i didn't <laughs> Farm's great. I love the fucking farm. I shouldn't even have to say that, but now I've said it, so I need to correct myself. But like <laughs> the the that's what's that's what's shitty about being on the record. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my my my. I don't even, what were we talking about? 
<laughs> oh man, how did we even get here? Hey, <laughs> let's get out of the weeds for a second and uh, readjust here. The next one on the list, I think we can. Oh, yes, we can put one division to bed, right? Like I think we. Yeah, I think we said we said a lot. We said what we wanted to about one division. I'm enjoying it so far. Paul Bettany, by the way, just had a quote saying episode four is gonna blow your mind, and I mean. Part of me is like, do you have to say that? Because, you know, it's your show. But part of me is also like, well, three ended definitely in a way where I'm like, we're going to start maybe seeing more crazy shit. So at one point, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but Vision has been put back together once. Yeah, he has actually. He has. For a brief second. Yeah, and then Thanos, Thanos just did what he did with the stones and he has broke them apart. But when, yeah, but when, so but so but when they took what was left in Endgame or in Infinity War, yeah, it's Infinity. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's Infinity War. So he he reanimates. So Wanda destroys Vision through the Mind Stone and destroys it, and then he reverses time, which reanimates Vision, and then he just takes the stone out of his head, and then you see like a grayed out cyborg, like a lifeless. Yes cyborg basically so so his body is technically still together but wasn't shuri extracting what she could yeah she was trying to and they alluded to the fact that she wasn't completely finished yet exactly he had to leave what if we have enough and yeah what if we just have like reanimator with a head of vision (laughs) oh my god you know what's interesting is what if though they do that and then it turns out like Frankenstein and that's what makes Wanda go fucking crazy. Yeah, it's a fake vision. Yeah, it's like a fake, not only is it a fake vision, but it's like a very obviously and then it makes Wanda be like, that's the event that makes Wanda remember everything. And then she just goes like Dark Phoenix and just like freaks out and it creates some sort of like break in the multi like in the in the multiverse okay so <laughs> we have a fragile super powered witch yes lost the love of her life that was a cybernetic organism but in this force field where we are trying to break wanda's sleep for lack of yeah. a better term yeah what if she's being fit? Because we know Vision's dead. So obviously that's a hologram of Vision. So yeah. they're using Vision to extract information out of Wanda or get Wanda in a peaceful like environment, create a happy life through all of these timelines that is tolerable and fun and interesting and you know, a little racist, but whatever. And like <laughs> we did pick some pretty precarious times, but like, you know. What if all of that is a ruse, including vision? And then, like you say, she snaps when she finds out that it is all fake. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, Wanda, but vision is for sure dead. Yeah. Like, and and you know, she had that one moment where it was really like, damn, where she actually, I think she just goes, no. And then she rewinds everything. Yeah. So the, like literally, so the fact that she, so she is kind of self-aware of what she's what she's doing like she in that moment even knows that she's in control of what's happening in a sense Um, from his name was pietro when she talks about her twin yes all the way and but from from the glitch and vision to like that point 
she rewound and then went forward. So we have yeah. a, we have like a, the, the the record has been spun backwards by the powerful witch DJ and then spun forwards again to get the results she wants because Vision even looks at her and he's like, Wanda, I, I don't think we're supposed to be here. He says something. Yes, that's right. That's so, right. So what if at that point that sword using whatever constructed version of, of Vision that they can come up with and then that's the hologram that Wanda's in. And when they wake her up, like you say, boom goes the dynamite. She fucking loses her shit, cracks everything. Yep. Insert Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We have just predicted it, ladies and gentlemen. We know <laughs> what is going to You know, I, because yeah, like the first person they're going to get, and I bet you 20 bucks, Doctor Strange being Doctor Strange, it might even be like, you know, force, there's a disturbance in the force. Like he might just be like, oh, fuck, I feel something, something happened. Yeah. Something happened. You know what I mean? Like, um, and Cap returned to all the stones, so he doesn't have the time stone anymore. Hey, or at least we're alluded to believe Doctor Strange doesn't have the time stone anymore. Yes, we, we, well, all of them, he, he returned them all. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's because I'm wondering what it sounds like not only is Strange going to have to handle Wanda, but he's going to have to fix all of the multiverse which can now allow for every other X-Men and Marvel character that they didn't own the rights to, to come yeah. out and start storylines and be support characters. Yeah. Have more fucking end trailers. Cause we can't wait for another end trailer. It's been too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Want one of well, them. And, and I think like, you know, Kevin Feige has been making it very, He's, he's been making it like he's been saying it a lot and it makes sense and it should that this phase of the universe is going to be unlike anything we've seen and WandaVision's already proving that like there's <laughs> nothing like that in the MCU no. so what I think is the big game changer is that we are kind of we don't need origin stories we're very much at the point where we can go into the comic book store pick up a random issue and be like what happens here and, you know, like Peter Stockton or Reed Richards were like, oh, yeah, the Fantastic Four are in this universe. That makes sense, you know, or like Wolverine doesn't necessarily always have to be with the X-Men. He can make appearances in other people's storylines and whatnot, because I feel like the contracts that all these actors are signing is it's always like something ridiculous, like you're assigned to 20 movies, yeah. but it doesn't mean full length you know, trilogy movies that could literally be, you're going to be in Spider-Man's latest movie for 15 minutes. And that's one of the movies on your contract. You know what I mean? As well as three X-Men movies or four, like whatever it is kind of thing. Yeah. And they're getting them for cheap, right? They're like, yeah, here's, here's 20 million for yeah. 20 movies. Yeah. Or one day shoots or yeah. above the line. And right you know and then you find out that like each of them is a billion and you got sold for 20 20 yeah. <laughs> yeah. no that that number really gets fucking small pretty pretty quick well that's why this is going to be interesting like you wrote on the list too and this is something that's interesting that's happening right now is obviously the movie industry is having a it's having an interesting go in the in the fact and you know what I give it to HBO and Warner Brothers for grabbing the fucking bulls by the like or grabbing, you know, grabbing the bull by the horns and trying to do something 
because I love that all these studios are delaying all their movies, making it seem like movie theaters are going to survive the longer they delay these movies. Yeah, like there's this stupid pop that, like it's, like you, it's so hard to, uh, it's so hard to sympathize with while at the same time being an understanding person, or so I think I have. Yeah, like it, business is business. Like this is a. Yeah. I mean, you know, but the, the thing, the the thing is that's the most frustrating is and i am 100 percent. i know exactly what you're saying and i'm on the same page as you and we grew up like the theater experience is always that's been the only option to see a new movie like that we grew up that was the only way you could see a new movie was you had to see it in theaters first and then the process of coming into video or you know a torrent or whatever but movie theaters have been a part of our lives since we were kids so you know this is a huge thing however Studios also have to understand that they're not going to be making a billion dollars for the next little while because of what's going on. So these studios are delaying these movies thinking, let's delay James Bond another year. Let's delay Black Widow when we can make a billion. But the longer you're delaying these movies, the more you're basically just putting the knife further into movie theaters. And they and they don't like it's well they have them by the balls right yeah they, they do they do it was always this kind of unspoken rule and then Netflix yeah. fucked with it and was like we're gonna we're gonna create an assembly line of content and you know yeah. for all that Netflix does when you make that much you're gonna have more shit than you're gonna have success but when Netflix knows how to make a fucking movie there's no doubt about it um, for sure but yeah no uh, with 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 this whole thing i yeah because those are the two big ones that i caught was was black widow and james bond and and i think the price tag for james bond was 600 million like which is insane like and now i we've i've talked about this before like hollywood accounting the back end is where they fuck you right they yeah yeah you get all the investment they go off they make it and then they're like yeah xyz will give you 10 points but then they yeah. marketing yeah. included and then advertising and all this shit that well like, and look at all how much money they're wasting on advertising for delaying all these fucking movies they actually have to change the posters yeah to say these new release dates which again it's not like they're printing them and sending them to movie theaters right now or maybe they, i don't know no but it's yeah. still like that someone gets paid way too much money to just change that on canva.com or like you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> Instagram.com for making Instagram and easy. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for the compliment. I mean, the the bottom line is, look, the invention of the internet was going to change these industries, and it has since it started. And look at the music industry; like nobody buys. It's not a common thing to just go buy CDs anymore. That's not really a thing. I don't even know of people having, I know of people having more record players, which is ironic than CD players, let's say, you know, like. Yeah. But like with like, just to point counterpoint, because I feel that this is where this is going. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw some Nolan at you. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love that. You said it like that. <laughs> in your face. I'm going to, I'm going to Christopher Nolan all over your chin. <laughs> he said that because he's like pissed at warner brothers yeah and i get it 
I get why he is. I don't think he, he's like, I don't want to make another Warner Brothers movie. And he said that a bunch of the world's most talented directors and, and priceless, I don't know why he said priceless, but priceless actors went to bed one night thinking they worked for the greatest movie studio ever and woke up the next morning realizing they worked for the worst streaming service. And but, you know, but a way to go about treating people. That's all I'm saying. And that yes. like so some of these directors were promised back end, and I'm betting they're not getting it. And I we shouldn't boo fucking really who for Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah, yeah I, like because at the end of the day, Nolan's definitely sleeping more comfortable than I ever will be, sure. Yes. But you know, this is the thing is obviously there are some answers, like there are some questions that need to be answered. It also should shine a light on how long has the movie industry existed and how long have studios been allowed to fuck everybody involved, right? Like, that's kind of ridiculous. Oh, that studios yeah. still can fuck anybody and everybody that they want to. Um, so the thing about it is that really, they definitely need to renegotiate actors and directors' contracts because the way money is being generated is completely different. So they if they're going to start doing this idea of theater and streaming they basically need to take the netflix contracts however netflix organizes those payouts and those contracts add a bonus of theater because if there's still that element and that's definitely how it has to go because then what warner brothers did i don't see how it's any different than netflix existing <coughs> Sorry, how Netflix exists? Like how Netflix is purely just streaming, right? Like Netflix actually had to fight to get some of their movies released in theaters, even if it was for two weeks, so that the fucking Oscars would recognize they were real fucking films. Like, that's ridiculous. Buying a theater is like Nolan buying a plane. They're like, fine. Yeah, like, right? Like, that's so dumb. Like, that's so, that's how I look at it too, is like, Nolan, do you think that was cool that the Oscars was like, because Netflix only puts things on the internet, they can't they can't be submitted. But they make amazing movies. Like who is to say they're not movies because they don't go to fucking theaters? Well, yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like that's kind of dumb. That's, that's <laughs> old guard mentality. And I mean, in every industry, there's yeah. Really now, and the thing is, Warner Brothers isn't saying because I look at it like this: like Mortal. I'm really excited for Mortal Kombat. That's one of the movies that I'm most excited for this year. And the fact that they're not just going to keep delaying Mortal Kombat, they're like, look, because if I could see it in IMAX, dude, I'll go. You know what? I'm like, gonna... if I actually feel like it's safe and they're playing it, I'll go. Oh. But if theaters aren't open in my city, why should I not be allowed to fucking watch the movie? At least I can watch it at home. And like, it's not like that shit's free. Do you know how much money I pay a month for streaming services? Like... Oh my God. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not expensive so free. yeah like they're getting their money like nolan i get what you're saying but also nolan do you have to work at a fucking dead-end job or a job where you're like uh or do you still get to make fucking like i love that his threat is i'll never make a movie for warner brothers it's like that's great that you can be like but i'll go anywhere else and make a movie and you will oh <laughs> like no one's gonna say no to christopher nolan making a movie for them right so I feel sorry for them, but also I think there was always going to be a bad guy in terms of whoever was going to be the first one to pull this move was going to look like the asshole. But surprise, surprise, every studio is probably like, 
well, now we got to do this. Yeah, it it it's change. I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just shitty that I'm 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 just shitty about not having a movie theater. I'm shitty. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. Is like they're not saying no. Like, could you imagine if they were like, "Fuck the movie theaters altogether. It's just HBO Max." Because they could do that if they wanted to. They're still giving theaters a chance. It's just they don't want to have to delay because realistically, what if all these movies are delayed till like 2023? Then it's like, you know, am I going to be like the longer they delay James Bond, the more my expectations are going higher and I'm really nervous. I'm going to be super disappointed with this movie because I've been waiting so fucking long for it. And I heard Netflix was willing to throw like six. They're really, they were literally willing to throw the budget at them to be like, give it to us. We'll give you all your budget plus what? 25% or however the fuck those deals work. And Sony was like, no. I don't I like you were getting at a hawk man like you were getting your golf clubs back yeah like in Ren, they would have been like our hands are clean of this if people love it they know that yeah. it from Sony like let somebody else carry the fucking weight and that's what I mean and like Netflix knows what they're doing man like if Netflix releases a Bond movie people are gonna watch it it's not like it's not gonna go like I don't know, man. And also Daniel Craig, like this guy has made it so clear how fucking frustrated James Bond makes him at this point. Do you think he's going to want to do press for this movie in like two years? No. <laughs> he's going to be like, I filmed that movie five fucking years ago and I have to talk about it now? No. <laughs> you have to watch the movie to be able to comment on the thing he made because right. he's, he's like... What I'll tell you about Knives Out still if you want, but that's as far as I'm going back in my fucking catalog for you, asshole. Right, right. <laughs> like, and I mean, at the same time, too, it's kind of annoying that these movies are just sitting on a fucking shelf, literally, or like on a drive. And they're just like, we want to wait till we can make a lot more money, though. And it's like, but you are going to make money. I get it. You're just not going to make that billion dollars that you could have. But so fucking what? Like who cares at this point? That's the holes in Hollywood accounting is that their whole system is based on like it's like the housing profitability. Like yeah, it's 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 based on it's based on how much popularity can you drum up for a thing. Yeah, that's the right amount that doesn't exceed or you know drop people's expectations of a thing. Like there, you get as many people like you you market it because no one's seen it the only the only people that have seen it are the people that made it yeah so like okay we made this expensive thing and now we gotta fucking sell it so it's that, that that's what they're that's that like they've they've inflated their market and yeah and they'll tank their own market they'll take what is a billion dollar movie and they'll look and people will look in and see wow this was just based on hype because it was marketing like if they dropped it right now right the few theaters that are open can't take people so i don't know if it's so much about the business or if it's about maybe even a like maybe a safety factor like people are just going to want to go to one fucking movie theater in one small town and you know see well and and that's why i'm like more so that you know streaming i has to be more you got to look more progressive towards it because does that really mean that we're just going to be delaying all these projects and everything because of the sole fact that (laughs) 
we wanted to go back to normal because like what's eerie is that I'm seeing an exact repeat of last year how many movies have been delayed to fall this year because they're hoping well in the next six months things should get better but again if we've learned anything is that things are but it's slowly like this idea of it getting back to normalcy it's not going to be right away it's going to be it's going to be a while and it's I think it's going to be over a couple of years so instead of just saying no content's coming out in a couple of years you know what I mean be like it sucks that we can't release these movies the way that we've always wanted to and we've done but we're going to adapt and then say if like by 2024 theaters can open up regularly crowds can be a thing again we can kind of go back to normal but theaters also have to figure out like it's it's a difficult it's a really difficult situation but i don't think that the the studios delaying the movies is gonna help the movie theaters in any way and isn't the only way they're delaying it is for the movie theaters it's so fucking cyclical like right it's 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 like it's kind of ridiculous and what blows my mind too is warner brothers was like look we have contracts with theaters, but we spent a lot of money on HBO. We spent a lot of money on HBO Max. The future is streaming. Here's, you know, here's the middle ground, in my opinion. You want people to pay to see your movie? Okay. Well, we're in modified accommodations. You can't go sit and recline in the comfort of, uh, of a movie theater. But we can recline at home. And because we're not going and paying for the experience, obviously you shouldn't pay as much, but can't get something for nothing. Right. And the failed attempt at Mulan being 30 more dollars. <laughs> that was so stupid. Oh my God. I was like, who went, what, what business school do you recruit from? <laughs> yeah. And you know what I did to Disney? You fucking idiots. Because I knew there was a digital file of it. There would be a torrent. I got a perfect 4K torrent of it for free. And then I just watched it. I was like, you guys are so dumb. You're so dumb. Like, how, how can you make people pay a monthly subscription and then say, hey, we need $30 more because this is a new movie. Well, then what the fuck am I paying the subscription fee for? With your giant pile of money, Scrooge McFuck. Yeah, like Disney, Netflix doesn't pull that shit. They'll raise the monthly subscription, but in the history of that company, they've never been like, oh, that The Irishman, you really want to watch it? 30 more dollars, please. Like, what? <laughs> and then what did they do after two months? They're like, no, it's just part of the subscription. Yeah. yeah so your end game was that it was going to be free any or part of it? Like, again, you said it beautifully. Where, who is the, who listened to that dude? Yeah. What business degree does he have? Cause that's a dumb move in my opinion. Like, yeah. I'd love to know how much money they made and how much money they potentially lost from doing that. The, the, the point of what I was saying is that it plays into that. You, you just make it 10 bucks. You know, you know, who's going to pay 10 bucks? The people who don't want to pay for the service. So, yeah. so like, they don't want to watch your thing, but guess what? that means that anybody who doesn't have Disney or choose to watch your thing is not going to be able to pay to be yeah. able to watch a movie. So right. if you, it's just law of averages now. It's, it's like the more people you get to watch your thing, you'll eventually get your money back. Yes. Right. It's always 10 bucks until X amount of time. Like 
put it out for a year. In a year, you're telling me that you can't make ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, close to you can't take it close to like eight hundred million, nine hundred. Right. I'm sure in a year, like in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, someone's got a satellite somewhere sucking a yeah. f- something, hiding behind something, s- streaming somewhere. Right. Like, if they have access to a credit card and an internet feed, they're gonna buy it, and then they just watch 100%. it. Hundred percent. Or even like, if you have Disney Plus already obviously it's not free you but it's included in your membership if you don't have disney plus be like hey you can watch mulan right now for 20 bucks and we'll give you three months or four months free of disney plus with it yeah so you're paying money up front but you're also getting something out of it and realistically if you're going to watch mulan on their streaming service and you know that you have a free trial after you're going to watch more shit and then they're like, that's how they get you. And then you'll keep the subscription. Exactly. Like, like they just, I, and it's, it's just Disney of all fucking companies. You guys are the richest ones, you fucks. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I love and I hate them. I've been to, I've been to Galaxy's Edge. Like I, I don't, I don't have a bad thing to say about my experience. Oh, you went, hey? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Did I show you the lightsaber? I don't think so. I've like, I've just seen the odd video of the like experience that they like allow the public to see and it blows my mind. Well, first of all, um, we have the, we have the, the, the quest here. Yeah. That's the VR. Hey, VR man. That's, that's it. That's so, you know what? That's pretty like, that's tiny. Like it's not that big. eh? No, it's not big at all. Nice. Uh, It's a lot of fun. I, I put a game on here. That's, uh, called, stop talking and you'll blow up where the person wearing the headset um, has to disarm a bomb and the other people in the room are watching as you stream it and cast it and people will watch on a big screen. So <laughs> people are telling you how to disarm the bomb from a checklist of ways to like do wires and, and yeah. shit. So it's a virtual experience of disarming a bomb <laughs> and helping you as the bomb disarmers. That's so funny. It's probably so stressful. Oh god. When uh when when I come over, we'll fucking we'll yeah, dude, for reals. We'll do like straight up hurt locker style. I have, I have the climb, I have beat sabers and beat sabers is the one with like legit lightsabers, right? And you're hitting like dots and shit or whatever. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. And like I have the green day package, so I do it to American Idiot. <laughs> and like watch, awesome. watching somebody I have I have four I have a virtual fishing too, which like you can nice. like Shauna caught a musky a couple of weeks. Ago. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I have the ro- extreme roller coaster. I'm like I mean the free experiences alone, like the yeah the the hey. unboxing on this, um, like the free shit you can like you can sit with gorillas for an hour if you want. <laughs> That's so great. I see. You know I. I only experienced VR once and it was at a buddy's place who had the PlayStation one. Um, and it was Batman Arkham Asylum, but it was like a VR game. Dude, at one point, like near the end, the Joker is fucking tormenting you. And basically you turn around and then the Joker just like bursts into your face. I fell over like my own feet and they filled me. And it's like, it's so funny when you see footage of yourself because it's literally like yeah. a baby trying to like figure out how to like walk and stuff. Like you're so, and when I fell over, I could tell I was stunned. I'm like literally like this on the floor, like, what do I do? 
<laughs> but dude, it was it did scare me how it really fucks with your senses, man. It really makes you feel like you're there. It's oh, so dude. freaky. I will I will stand up in the roller coaster in the middle of the room and like I have to plant I have to plant like I'm <laughs> yeah. and like you get the full experience of being like whipped around and like there's nothing on there that doesn't feel like what you're doing like in the in the in the base area in the mm-hmm. just hanging out in your virtual waiting room I guess yeah it's like a space station so like I like look around and like you can see Jupiter and shit and like I can stream like when we do it we'll stream to one of us awesome fuck yeah I'm down people can watch us act like idiots (laughs) yeah I I just started a twitch account and it's kind of it's interesting it's interesting to game and have that interaction with people I I like do do people pardon my ignorance but like do people can you I wonder if I could stream to twitch on my vr headset i would imagine you'd be able to because the way that i do it it's just through my playstation but it's like you sign in and to, to twitch through the system and then when you go to broadcast you literally like hit a button and then it says broadcast to twitch and you can name the video right there if you want and then it just literally broadcasts and then people that follow you on twitch they get a notification that's like so and so's going live or whatever and then they can there's like a chat box that'll appear on the side and people can literally like ask you questions or interact while you're doing things well there is a there is a microphone on it and i'm i'm saving up my bucks to buy the live headset which is an adapter that turns the strap into like a ratchet style so it's like no way so it just goes on you go click 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 and it's on and then has i don't know if i'm sure it's not beats because this thing's only like 100 and it's like it's cheap but whatever right covid um <laughs> purchases michael so uh but like it's got headphones on it that come down so because i don't know i'm pretty sure that's wicked. the way it's designed is you know those headphones that like you put on your temples and you can yep. hear this is what that sounds like to me so oh, I'm, that's that's wicked yeah, so like the vault, the, what you're listening to, and like I'm trying to convince my stepdad to get one so that we can like play ping pong together, and he can be awesome. Yeah. Place, and I can be at my place, and yeah, respective loved ones are like, what the fuck? Are, like they'll just film us because like why? Like you said, like yourself <laughs> in a VR headset, yeah, oh comical because you're like whoa, and there's nothing there. There's nothing. Yeah, that everybody, like, what are you experiencing? But. uh no, it's it's great, and like there's this app called Yonder, where you just yonder, like you you, you wander, just explore, you just go around. Oh, but like you can like go to Disneyland and go to Galaxy's Edge and like do what? a tour of Florida, and uh, yeah, like oh, that's I cool. I hope you get to go to Galaxy's Edge because you'll get like I'll tell you the one the best story about it. Um, so. Never have I ever been to a place of that magnitude. Yeah. So like uh, sensory overload. I was a big bitch the first day. And uh, I was like, get these children out of my experience. I'm more important. Uh, I received yeah. these kids. I've earned my right. <laughs> yeah. I've been a fan a lot longer. Like I deserve this. So anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we planned a day at Hollywood Studios to like, we did the cantina. 
which is oh, nice. like pretty cool. They had like a like a techno version of New Hope in the cantina. Oh, really? That's so funny. I hear you can get like the actual blue milk or something. I think you can get or yeah, you can. We got <laughs> that's so awesome. I think yeah, we one of us got the blue milk. I remember that. Um, like I have pictures. I'll show you. It's fucking. It's nuts. But so, anyways, um, Millennium Falcon is like three and a half hours in line. Holy shit! Holy shit! And like we had come to the agreement that we weren't going to buy fast passes. We were just going to ride separately. So we were both going to gotcha. experience stuff and just do it quicker. Right. Nine times out of ten, we got on the same experience. We just weren't getting together. So whatever. <laughs> Fuck, we're adults. Anyways, um, I say that, and then I lost my shit on the King Kong ride. But whatever, that's a different story. <laughs> you did. I didn't move. I know that the King Kong ride and the Simpsons ride, most fucked up rides I've ever been on in my Dude, life. Dude, I didn't even know they had a King Kong ride. That's awesome. It's nuts. It's fucking nuts. They have some seriously cool shit. Like, they had the Transformers, the Marvel experience. They had everything there. Oh, wicked. Um, but anyways, so we go up to the line, and... The girl there is, uh, she's, she, she clearly sees like we're, I'm defeated. Uh, <laughs> I really started this yet, but I'm fucking defeated. Long story shorter, she looks at us and I'm like, how long until the fast, like the separate line opens up? And she's like, I don't know. They're holding it. So I just, I'm like, can I sit here and wait? And she's like, sure. Like we didn't move. And then Shauna walked back up and the girl looks at me and Shauna and she's like, just the two of you? Jonah's like, yeah. And she's like, get in the fast pass. So she threw us in and I got in and off the Millennium Falcon in less than 20 minutes. Get out of here. That is wicked, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And it was just because she just literally was like, this poor bastard. That's <laughs> great. Saw two adults. No- <laughs> saw a nerd. Like, oh. Really, she changed your life though, man. And like that feeling must have been great for her. That is exactly what Disney is like. Disney is paid to solve problems, and I think they make their own problems to solve to look like but they're like, We changed your life, yeah. Like you denied me, so you beat me down with your, yeah, yeah, granted. And I was like, Thank god. So that was that was it and then everything else was just booked like you just showed up for your appointment and they were like look at really eh lightsaber experience in cantina we had a half an hour in the cantina and then they were like if you move you lose your table wow so it was it was we'll we'll i'll we'll dedicate a whole episode to my take on that one day we'll just oh yeah i mean you know this is obviously far from now but may the 4th we'll have an episode just a whole star wars episode that'll be a lot of fun Yes, 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 yes. Let's. Uh, I want to. I want to stray back to uh, two topics here. So we nailed some of that. Oh, the one that was on the list. I mean, it's an easy. I think it's just an easy, quick thing because when I read it, I was like, "Duh." Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is definitely yeah. the greatest action hero ever. Let me bring up the Arnold link. Um, it's from Screen Crush, but there's a they this this company, this data analysis company. Uh, yeah, because they said with evidence, right? Like that was the big thing. Yeah. That was the thing. And I was like, okay, what kind of evidence? I mean, for someone like me who talks a lot of bullshit, I shouldn't be like evidence based, <laughs> but 
Lester, I am being like, hey, prove to me where you're getting this from. So uh, betvictor.com analyze the five biggest action films from 10 of the most popular action heroes on the planet. So that's what this is covering. Uh, the number five ranking for ultimate action heroes was five was Tom Cruise. Four was wow. three was Bruce Willis. Yeah. Jason Statham. And one was Arnold. Really? Two is Jason Statham. Hey, yeah. Surprisingly Holy shit. Like Stallone's not in that. Yeah, I know. None of the, I thought Jean-Claude was going to be five. <laughs> I thought Stallone would have been two. I'll give you, I'll give you the full list here. Wow. Jason, I mean, Jason Statham, like, pretty much did, like, two Guy Ritchie movies and then just action movies. Yeah. Yeah. For, like, a couple Guy Ritchie movies, like, two or three, and then just action movies, right? Because after Transporter, he was pretty much just action shit. Yeah, like, but, like, branched out, too. I mean, Death Race, that's action. Yeah, it's all action. Yeah, yeah rooted in, in in action it's not yeah expendables okay yeah jason yeah jason statham and i mean like but arnold's like done what triple the amount of films that jason statham has done probably so here's like here's some of the stats to kind of just give you an idea of this so select the actor you wish to explore to unlock the full statistics each film analyzed within the study so wow. just to give you an idea here uh, I don't know. I should bring it up actually here. Let's let me give me a second here, everybody. I'm just going to bring it up on. Uh, um, on uh, the MacBook instead. Uh, MacBook. Oh, God. Don't you love airdrop? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, such a game. Changer. Okay. Now we're now we're right where we want to be. Um, I want to drop down. You stupid bitch. I want to see what you did. <laughs> Um, I don't like this. This is pissing me off. You know, I'll find the breakdown of all their stats on their oh their website. Okay, let's go to their website. See what the website says. Um, it's on their blog. Is this going to be? Whoa! This really brought up a lot of shit. <laughs> Box office takings: four hundred and ten billion five hundred and twenty-five million six hundred and forty-two thousand and three cents. I believe Arnold. That. Arnold. Holy shit. Statham. I, I think this is 431 million seven hundred eighteen thousand three hundred. Sorry, my bad. Four hundred and ten million five hundred and twenty-five thousand. But even still though, like that's a fucking monster. Oh, I'm surprised the rock. The rock's gotta be in the top ten, I imagine, hey? Um, like he's not here, actually. Hang on, I gotta turn. This is kind That's of hilarious. Um, okay, so the top, uh, the top of the list for the expanded list is Pam Greer, Michelle Yeoh. I know I mispronounced that. I do that all the time. I'm sorry. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Chuck Norris, Lone, Tom, what? Matt Lee, Bruce Willis, Jason Statham, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's the list. I, wow. Uh, obviously, um, that's wild. It's a fucked up list. Uh, yeah. Rotten Tomato score. For Arnold is 85% over average. <laughs> That's so funny that they, I didn't know they gave score to just like people. Yeah. No, here, what else? That's hilarious. So punches hits thrown 131. Bad guys killed or unknocked, unco or knocked unconscious 157. 
<laughs> most a number of fast cars driven five. He only gets five. Where Statham has fifteen. But Statham did uh, what the fuck with uh, Mark Wahlberg with the car? Oh, the Italian job. Italian job. So yeah, ten, like Statham is kicking everybody's ass. On this yeah, yeah, yeah. Number of cars driven. Uh, count of weapons used two hundred and forty <laughs> for Arnold. Arnold, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, in Commando, he uses like thirty different we- like thirty different weapons in one scene. <laughs> uh, number of hits received. So the number of hits Arnold has received is one hundred and eighty nine. The Whoa. next on the list is Jet Li with one hundred and fourteen, and then everybody else is double digits. <laughs> That's so well because if okay, if they're considering Terminator, sure. As the Terminator, he takes a lot of hits because he's a fucking robot. But you know, there's this. Like, I'm such a fucking like. I'm I'm starting to be an old person because I'm uh, realizing that I could have just shared the screen with you the entire fucking time. Oh, cool! I didn't know you could do this shit. Yeah, I know, right? Like, how old are That's you? That's awesome. How old are you? I am 32. Okay, I'm 39. So we're in our 30s. So yeah. The- old enough to be like we still need to read instructions we're not young enough oh dude 100 i mean you saw in my unboxing video even putting this stand on my ps5 i'm like i got this fuck no i had to read the instructions and that's part of the fucking humor is that you flip to an instruction read with like dude i'm putting a stand on like how fucking i'm such an idiot like did you do like a clip roll where you were like trying it like four different ways did you yeah yeah i like did i did a fast forward because i'm like holy shit this is like six minutes of me trying to put this fucking stand on (laughs) um number of times they've cheated death uh, 29 um does it have how many one-liners because arnold has to have the fucking win for that it has number of catchphrases used Oh yeah, it's got to be Arnold for. Oh yeah, yeah. Twenty-seven. Right I would have thought that shit would have been way higher. Holy shit. Yeah, and then, um, but like, look at his total score: seventy-six point six eight. Look at like sixty-four point eight. Oh wow! Like not even close. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's- man, that's awesome. Like I, you know what? Okay, so this was the question I was going to ask. Look at this. Just because I can't believe Michelle Rodriguez is on there. Yeah. Adam Greer, that's pretty badass. Okay. Okay. So hang on here. Look at this. So 410 million, 431 million, right? That's 431 million. I'm I'm tired. And this these are small. Yeah. Numbers. Yeah. That's 430. It's just stupid that they put the decimal at the very end, too. That's confusing. That's, yeah. that's throwing me off because it looked like another comma. And I was yeah. like, so I'm not dumb. I'm pretty. Uh, but <laughs> it's like, Half a billion, half a billion. Michelle Rodriguez, one billion, two hundred and seventeen million, five hundred and fifty-seven thousand, seven hundred and seventy-nine dollars. Oh, seven- that's because of the bullshit fucking Fast and the Furious movies. Come on, <laughs> like she dwarfs everybody, but yet, what's her overall score? Thirty-six. That's crazy. Yeah, like look at that shit. That's ridiculous. Um, well, there was another crazy number of Arnold here. Uh, number of times, oh, 29. No, that's not it. Yeah, I think it was just the count of weapons used. What did that say? It says gadgets. Oh, yeah. Uh, and cars. Gadgets and car score. Like, That's great. Like Jason Statham gets a fucking 20. 
Yeah, Fast and the Furious gets what she gets. She gets 5.27. Somebody is not kind. She's been in like the movies she's been in are about cars. Well, yeah, literally, they're all about cars. Statham's also been in Fast and Furious. Too. Uh, oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And like he was even in Hobbs and Shaw. Like that's like a fucking sub. It's yeah. like a multiverse of Fast and the Furious shit. Okay, true story. Me and Mark went to go see Hobbs and Shaw. I uh, bought tickets under the influence. Thinking I bought them for the Friday. I bought them for that day. <laughs> went to go to the movie. Didn't have tickets. Had to buy tickets again. No way. I spent $48. Watch <laughs> basically bought the movie and then another ticket <laughs> pretty much yeah. although it wasn't it wasn't horrible like it was it kind of reminded me of uncharted at one point oh i get it when they when they got to hawaii sure i can that see was that. insane like i don't know i think i definitely liked them together more than the last couple fast and the furious movies they're just getting too stupid the, well we're going to spate tom cruise which is a great point to kind of do a little bit of a turn on here shortly. Oh yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Space. And so is fast and furious. So the space race is between a Scientologist. (laughs) I bet you they're going to drive cars in space. Oh dude. I literally told my buddy, I'm like, there's going to be a base on the moon. There's going to be a race on the moon or like on an asteroid or something ridiculous. They're for sure going to race space cars without a doubt. And if there is no like anti-gravity thruster that pushes them down onto whatever they're driving, if they're on up, <laughs> they'll be like the heart, they'll, pull, they'll all be chained up. Yeah. They're all like their weight collectively with the chain linking each vehicle is enough weight to get on the surface. No. So stupid. No. I, I love that John Cena is Vin Diesel's brother. Right. <laughs> Not the rocks. No, the no, rocks. that would have made a lot more sense. Now let's get John Cena in the mix and let's make him because you know what I tell my all my buddies, I'm like, okay, the way that they keep saying these movies are about family, it's basically gonna be called Fast and the Furious Family. Yeah. <laughs> it's too uh it's just so ridiculous. The submarine one, I think that was the last one. That's just when I couldn't do it anymore. He has a secret son, Charlize Theron has dreads. What is happening? I I couldn't I couldn't agree with you. I like Charlie Theron's dreads. That's Charlie Theron. Charlie yeah, Theron. I was like, you know, I literally I agree with you because I was like, wow, she's so hot, she can rock any hairstyle. <laughs> like, like she's huge. So it's even more badass when I'm like, you're not, you're not like five four. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're like, you're like those like you kill me. And <laughs> Ever, if anybody ever beat the shit out of me, I'm totally fine just lying there and taking it from her. Yeah, without a joke. <laughs> it mean, sounds like they're ending that series finally, though. So at least there's that. I mean, you know, the funny thing you said about the space thing, though, is did you hear like Elon Musk is like, hey, Tom, I'll help you film in space? He's going to let like Tom Cruise train with his astronauts and shit. Right? Like, what, where, where? <laughs> Where do we stop this man from doing his own stunts? I, res- I, I, I respect Tom Cruise for Tom Cruise's as, as an actor because yeah. he's really good at going from being an asshole 
to a believable actor. Like the fact that we all know that he's a dick. Yeah. Acts so well that I go, maybe he's not a dick. No. Yeah. I think he might be a good guy in there. Yeah. Like I'm (laughs) just a little bit. And then I'm always let down, you know, the good. I've always been like, this is my thing. I've always had a really, I've always been really good at separating the actor from like the human because at the end of the day, I'm sure they're all pieces of shit and I'm not surprised because they're treated like gods. So, but Tom Cruise to me has always been a top performer. That guy doesn't matter the role he fucking commits. I mean, look at Tropic Thunder, right? Like the reason why that role worked so well was that he just committed to it so fucking good. And his Mission Impossible, if that is his franchise, he has made it his. And I'll be honest with you, the Fast and the or sorry, the Fast and the Fury, the Mission Impossible franchise has been hella more enjoyable than Bond. And Mission Impossible is basically like America's answer to James Bond. So coots to Tom Cruise, man. Like, I think he's kicking more ass as Ethan Hunt than I hate to say it, like Daniel, the last couple James Bond movies have made me very frustrated. Uh, well, and I, they are losing. They're losing their shine. I they're mean, they're losing it entirely. Like, I'm sorry if I want to see a realistic spy thriller. You have the Born Identity. You have all these other movies. James Bond. There's an essence to it. There's a formula to it, and they're fucking losing it with these Daniel Craig ones. It's just turning into the same fucking spy movies everyone else is doing. I don't want to see realism. That's why I like Mission Impossible. I love that they still have over-the-top insane stunts, these insane set pieces, you know, like Henry Cavill with a 50 cal outside of a helicopter? Fuck yeah. Like, Henry Cavill was more of a Bond villain than, like, since, like, fucking Le Chief in Casino Royale. There has not really been a solid Bond villain. Like, even Javier Bardem, I liked the look and whatnot, but he didn't do anything in that movie but have speeches that were creepy. Yeah, see, he was just creepy. He was yeah, he was just creepy. He didn't do anything. No, he just, well, I mean, and like, he's a creepy hacker, really. Yeah, and he played it really well, especially when he takes that thing out of his mouth. You're like, oh my God, like, and his face like sinks in. It was typical, like, good Bond villain. But I wanted him and Bond to have a showdown and nothing. I think he, what, I think Bond shoots him in the back or like he shoots him dead. I don't know. Anyways, like, at least with Mission Impossible, you still have Ethan like getting the shit kicked out of him. And he's like, you know, the last second he stops the bomb from detonating. I know it's cliche, but that's what I want. Like it's Mission Impossible. You know what I mean? Like, I think they even had a Bond movie. I think it was Spectre, which, oh man, did that movie drive me nuts. (laughs) But he's like, he's in the Bond vehicle. He goes to use the guns and there's no ammo in it. And then he uses the flamethrower, which does nothing. And I'm like, so they're even making a joke that his gadgets don't work? Like, then what are we doing here? (laughs) What? Okay. That's just the joke that if you don't take care of shit, it will get old even for James Bond. Like, I know, but it's like, (sighs) I like the joke better when it's bring it back in one piece. Because you know it's not going to happen. But yeah. he also always saves the day. Way better joke. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, I think I'm an, I love the OG James Bonds because, and I think they were more 
willing to be over the top because the decades they were being filmed in, technology was always a new thing. And James Bond was always pushing technology. You know what I mean? And then they did start getting a little ridiculous with the Pierce Brosnan ones, but all they needed to do was tone it down. I did love Casino Royale, but Casino Royale was also like his origin story. I feel like all the James Bond movies are his origin story because he never has gadgets. And he never like, you know, has the best car. He has a car, you know, like. They did a hard reset with Casino Royale. I mean, it was it was to re, in, uh, re-energize the series. Which I totally needed for sure. The original Casino Royale. Wait. <laughs> Oh, the one with Peter Sellers. Christ, yeah, Woody Allen, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that was that was clearly. I think Peter Sellers was also making fun of the character. It was like the first Austin Powers, if you will, like without it being Austin Powers. I think. Did you know that Winnipeg is the home of the spy that James Bond is based off of? I've read that, and, and so that is legit. It was, I believe, he was called the Intrepid. That was his code name. Really? And he stationed here while during World War II. Yeah, he stationed here during World War II. He That's was, badass. And everything that James Bond is in in the 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 bones of Bond is based on the intrepid. Right, 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 right. Which is That's uh, cool. Like I, that's awesome. Like Barbara Broccoli, like bring have a fucking opening night here for James. Yeah. Bond. Yeah. Like, come on, just bring it to Winnipeg. You know, you, you know, you took it from us. It's like, <laughs> that one well, and like having like, I, again, I was excited for no time to die, but I don't, who fucking knows if they're ever going to let us see that movie. I got, I got no time to wait. That's what I know. It's That's just it. getting, it's, it's getting a little silly because again, like I said, they're delaying these movies hoping they're going to make their billion dollars, but they're not helping theaters. Like, do they really think movie theaters are going to last? And I don't think they are, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, but it sucks. It, it will be like, I, I can't give theaters carte blanche. There will blanche, blanche, uh, blanche. Uh, I, there could have been a little bit like they could have been, softer about it you know you've got it's you have this working relationship I, this is old hat i've said this before um and then you just panic and there's a thing and it is the newest thing but at the same time you know with great power comes great responsibility and now everybody's in the streaming world and you have all the eyes in the streaming world so like a marketing plan to be like listen we respect the theaters we love the theaters we've always been by the theaters and without them, we can't show you stuff. And we make stuff for the theater experience. Right. There was no presser. There was no like public acknowledgement that this was happening. No, it was just like they straight up were like, we made our decision. Here it is. Yeah. And yeah. that's what the problem here is, is because it's not done by telling the people who are watching Dune on fucking right. Yo Max. That's not... Like that's two fifty plus, yeah, so yeah, for sure. Big big crews, first unit, second unit, third units, probably for sure, without a doubt. Studios in different parts of the world. These are fucking busy machines with people, yeah. people, people that yeah. 
this at the end of it. And, you know, uh, without trying to sound like a fat ass kiss here, um, like we I like to talk to movie people on the show and they work really fucking hard. So oh. you're, you're discounting yeah. the people who made it not the director as much. I mean, yeah, okay, he takes brunt of it because it's not how he envisioned it, whatever. And that's that's ego. There's ego there. Oh, without a doubt, for sure. Director, but you know, I'm sure there's some ego there when you get to that caliber, right? And you mm-hmm. don't have it to survive. For sure. But at the same time, it was it's kind of like, you know, get getting a hand job and then being like, Good night. <laughs> <laughs> have fun. See you later. It's like it's almost like you go to work and you're repl- not only do you meet your replacement, but your replacement is the one that's like, "Hey, buddy, so it's not working out." Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, oh, like, oh wow. So uh, there's nothing I can. Okay, there's not even like we're not even going to talk. Okay, cool. Younger, slimmer, <laughs> yeah, better version. <laughs> the the newest thing, and it's like you know, dance with who you came with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think too, you made a very good point is like, we can't, we also can't ignore that before COVID the theater industry was definitely struggling. Um, you know, hence why there's like eight different ways to see the same fucking movie. And, you know, um, they definitely need, especially with streaming with the way the internet is movies cannot be as expensive to go to the theater to see and if they are, you need to give me something more than just I'm showing up to watch a movie that I could watch at home. So like, I think of something like Mortal Kombat, it'd be cool if they had a $20 admission that was like, for like the theater guys like us who would plan our day around going to see a fucking, you know, midnight screening or wait in line. And imagine if you could see Mortal Kombat and the $20 thing was like, you get to t- participate in a fucking uh, tournament on the big screen, like a th- one of the video games, we're going to have a tournament with everyone. We'll have prizes, this and that. And then when the tournament's done, you guys get to watch the latest Mortal Kombat movie. I'd be fucking down. I would I'd take all my money. Yeah, like legit, right? Like for sure. And then if I don't want to have that experience or if I just want to see the movie, 10 bucks. Yeah. Like- and then you just come see the movie. The thing, the thing about the subscription service that is the problem is that it's art that people are subscribing to. Like it's been packaged and prettied up and, and made really accessible mm-hmm. and not having the hard copy anymore takes away the memory, right? The tactile yeah, like, for sure. in case with the bonus features. Yep. <laughs> experience of the theater, the memory. So like where you watched it, who you went with, cause you made an attempt to go see it. So there's, it's like an art gallery opening where you hear about it and then you go and you experience it. And the more people talk about it, the more they experience it, but all those people are constantly paying. Right. right. And you're setting your price and then eventually it makes its money back with, with streaming upfront deals are never what they feel they should have been 10 years later. They're always just enough money to be like, okay, we'll sell you this. And then Netflix continues to make money. And then you're like 12 years from now, you're like, wow, no, I sold that cheap. Yeah. That's a very, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. When you subscribe to art, 
you're discounting art because now you're saying that this is we can make this on 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 mass right on mass things like music writing a song is not something you do on mass you don't like pull out the fucking conveyor belt and be like song 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 right right i don't know about writing songs but you i'm sure it's painful and and you need patience and you know understanding of yourself and what you want to write whatever so to have people continually buy it that aren't subscribing to it makes it special but when you sit a subscription behind it then it's just that's not even a thing anymore it's just a thing that gets views and then it's data and you don't want to make movies data right as much as they all fucking are like if you looked inside my watch list on netflix it's like leaving your youtube subscription open or whatever your internet search browser right like yeah 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 without a doubt i don't know i'm just fucking rambling no but you make a very good point and i mean you know the one thing you said and it sucks because that's how it is is a lot of it is about like how many people are clicking on it? it's not even how many people are actually watching on it how many people are absorbing it how many people are you know having an experience with it it's just how many times is it getting clicked how many times is someone hitting a like button you know what i mean and that data is to them what basically factors in generating the revenue and it's so it's always been a number game like 70s 80s it's always been well how many tickets did you sell how many people are in the seats but it's just scary that more than ever it's literally about the data and the data's in your face like they're being upfront about it more than ever like i'm pretty sure netflix still doesn't reveal uh they don't reveal like their views let's say like how many people viewed the irishman uh they won't give it up specifically but they'll say we already can confirm that over 60 percent of our you know user base has watched this movie or something right like it's even hearing that i'm like it's so bizarre hearing that a movie is doing well by views rather than a number of actual like money yeah (laughs) but how do you you can't like you can quantify it, I guess, mm-hmm. or a billion dollars. But I mean, really, though, the movie making money, that's the only benchmark. Like, yeah, I, I always complain that the Oscars should be like, hey, people who watch movies all the time, not part of our silly fucking club. What do you think? And like yeah. getting douchebags like us in our important opinions <laughs> yeah. right? how fucking dare you you overlook the little people over here and eh, whatever point is is like it's it's just i think we can both agree it's balance right yeah 100 percent. i think yeah for sure we're gonna rely on this right now because it's a way to get it out we're gonna pivot for a minute everybody had to pivot yeah. but we know there's a relationship that needs some love and care and we'll come back to that but right now, yeah. what it is, and we should have said this a long time ago. So on behalf of all the theaters and studios that never got an apology or, or what the fuck, uh, I'm giving it to you. We're giving it to you right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I want to close this out. We had so much on this list. Clearly, these are going to go long and well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we definitely, uh, I think so. We definitely, uh, we we have a lot of, uh, a lot of great content. What I love about it is, Obviously, we had a list, but a lot of it was um, we didn't even write down. It was, you know, 
unplanned and it's some of the best stuff. So I love it. It's great. Oh, I can I, talk about this shit all day, man. <laughs> I had talking points here. I don't know about not writing shit down. I had a list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying though. I get it. I get it. Well, there's this chemistry here. Ladies and gentlemen, let us. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. So to close this out, we'll do the, do you want to do, hang on here. Let's see. Let's go through this and see what there's. The, this is hilarious already. I love that they even Photoshopped. Like this is fucking hilarious to me. Okay, So you're on it. Perfect. All right. So number 10, Edwin salt. This is, for, yeah. I didn't preface this. So this is the top 10 roles that Tom Cruise was up for, but wasn't casted in. So um, I had no idea. That is funny. Yeah. So it was he was supposed to be Angelina Jolie's husband in Salt, um, who like gets killed if I'm not mistaken, right? Like, doesn't he get fucked up? Yeah, yeah. Page, um, so that's that's kind of weird that they would have killed him, but yeah. Um, oh, that's when Amy Pascal was there too. Still, oh, she really fucked up at Sony. Um, yeah, she was a nightmare. Yeah, how about this one? Okay, you ready for it? No way. He was supposed to be Matt Damon. No. In the talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, that would have been so... You know what It actually is scary, though? It could have been really good, but it would have been like, oh, this is really Tom. It's not acting. <laughs> this is Tom being Tom a little bit. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, I, I Well, uh, I don't know. I'm going to take that. I can't back. see anybody playing another than Damon. I can't. But that's because Damon did like that's the thing though is that yeah like he killed it he killed the role. What I don't think, I don't think we could have believed that Tom Cruise was as broken and as self had like low has such low self esteem as Matt Damon. Like see, but then you see Tom Cruise in Magnolia, and I'm like, God damn. Oh yeah, the crying scene in Magnolia is when yeah. You go from laughing to crying. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta switch gears a couple times there. So yeah. Uh, number eight was Randon Footloose. What? No way. This is the weirdest one. Footloose? Yep. 100%. Weird. Weird. Would have not had Kevin. I would have. I don't know. I don't know how I would have done with that. This is weird too. A beautiful mind. Get out of here. Imagine a, 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 a what, what would it be? A schizophrenia. A schizophrenic tom cruise oh no and like, yeah and what paul bettany is the roommate isn't it yeah paul bettany is like and then josh lucas is the other friend yeah that's right <laughs> well the girl is somebody too who's the girl i just oh jennifer colony no she's the wife the oh that's the wife oh the girl oh man who are you talking about? Uh, is, i know exactly what you're talking about now though yeah so but yeah john nash beautiful mind that Great been crazy. I just watched it the other day, actually. Uh, Ed Harris is the man in black. That's the- right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so many good things came from that, and it was because they cast. Um, well, Gladi- Russell Russell Crowe was. He, this was like after Gladiator, so he was hot, and like everybody wanted to work with him right now. That's true. I don't know yeah. what. He, I don't know much what he had before. Like his young. I like Master and Commander. You know, I saw that movie. I think I, w- I was too young to appreciate it because when I watched it, I was like, this is the most boring movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but Paul Bettany plays Darwin. That's right, he does. And he was good. I remember he was good too. Uh, all right, so moving on. This one's, this one's just like, thank fucking Christ it didn't happen. Yeah, without a doubt. 
but he was supposed to be the only one i know of i know what no (laughs) this would have been he went one he would have been too young he's too young for that role yep totally too young but like andy dufresne can't be a guy like he first of all too pretty The Photoshop, I'm sorry, but the Photoshop that they keep putting on is killing me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, I, that's, I would have, I don't even think this movie would have been known as being as good if he was in it. Not to shit on Tom Cruise, it's just, I can't see him playing this role. I think it was by by reading this, I don't want to read this verbatim because that's not right, but like, uh, Frank Darabont was already attached to direct the project. I think Frank Darabont was the one who got in the way of that. So shout out to Frank Darabont. Yeah, uh, thanks for doing that, bud. <laughs> I don't know. I would just be like, this guy looks like a racist. <laughs> like Tom Cruise, I would be like, no, you're not a nice person. You're- it's even just, it, it wouldn't make sense because the progression he would need to go through by the end of the movie, he's again too young. Yeah. Because he's in jail for a while in the movie. <laughs> And like Tom Cruise would just still look young. So oh, that's just uh, would have been weird, man. Would have been too number five. <laughs> Photoshop is great. <laughs> but yeah, so this one is a little bit this one I can see. Like, don't get me wrong, I fucking love Swayze in this. Yeah. I could see Tom Cruise playing this role. So could I. 100 yeah. percent Like I could see this one. It's the heartthrob hunk kind yeah. of. Yeah. Thing. And it's like the channeling, the Jerry Maguire, like, you know, the you had me at hello kind of shit. Like, it's so he'd be like perfect, like for the emotional and the romantic kind of like connection. Yeah, I could see him. It's just obviously Swayze killed this role. So Swayze's just, well, I mean, it's the cheap shot, but Swayze's just taller. Like, that's the problem is that. Yeah. And he I hate to say it, but especially at the time this movie came out. Swayze's more he's just more of like a man which is obviously what they're going for with these kind of rom-coms and I hate to say but Tom Cruise doesn't give me like even this shot of Cruise you know molding the fuck it would be so weird like like I'm almost like I'd believe it if Demi Moore was holding Cruise I was just gonna say Demi Moore would like you'd be like which wait which one is the guy I would just be, but I'd be like, I think Demi Moore would look better holding Cruz than for sure. It'd be more believable. I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about this one? Edward Get Jones. out of here! Get out of here! The yeah. only like, of course, never would I think this role would work. Also, I could not see Tom Cruise doing a role where he barely talks. I could not see that happening. Or has like barely talking is one thing i mean schwarzenegger barely talked in terminator 2 and he's he's very good at emoting i mean he's a robot it's not a lot of emotion but still, <laughs> terminator is good acting the point is is that the, he doesn't have he doesn't have the fucking depth to go to kooky yeah like i don't think he's animated enough like without talking like i think if tom cruise like for instance like tropic thunder i don't think he could be that animated without having that kind of verbal expression whereas like johnny depp i you know as insane as he is now in this movie his acting capability is incredible because it's all about receiving more than it is even like you know saying anything like the guy i bet you the guy has what 
20 words the whole movie maybe like yeah it's i don't know i i could not see tom cruise also i again going back to it i hate to shit on him but he's too little yeah and he'd be too creepy as a scissor hand like he wouldn't be like (laughs) a little little scissor person (laughs) he'd have safety scissors because he's so like it would be like a nine like a 12 year old running around with safety scissors (laughs) Yeah, he could play like the young Edward Scissorhands prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. Uh, Jack Tavern. Travin, sorry. No. I could have no. could have taken that because okay, hang on. Like Keanu really isn't offering a lot of notes in <laughs> Travin can be a lot of different characters like you now that we know what we know from mission impossible this yeah it's like taking charge of a situation being the big fucking hero saving the day doing the over the top stunt like that's cruz's fucking brand now for sure and like the i was just gonna say like the energy would be completely different because with keanu it's almost like you believe that this is a guy that's never been in the situation but he's a good cop yeah so he's like taking it he's handling it but Tom Cruise, you'd be like, wow, like this guy lives the situation every day because the way he would take charge would be like, I know everything that's going to happen before it happens and I know how to be calculated. Whereas Keanu would be like, fuck, okay, let's adapt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was more like you could relate more to the Keanu in speed. Whereas with Cruise, it'd just be like, okay, this is like a hardcore cop. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I watch Mission Impossible, I don't relate to Ethan Hunt. But it's cool watching Ethan Hunt kick ass, if that makes sense. So, whereas in Speed, I'm like, sometimes the things Keanu says, I'm like, I feel like that's what I would say in this situation. Like, oh, shit. (laughs) i got to think for a second. Yeah, like, I need to think about this. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, Tom Cruise just knows. Like, he's got it already. This was, uh, he escaped. This is, I never saw this movie just because of how much shit it got, but um, this would have been completely different with him because isn't this actor way younger than Tom Cruise? Uh, The guy who played... Taylor Kitsch, I think? Taylor... Taylor Kitsch, I think that's... Yeah, Gambit. Uh, He was a good Gambit. He was a great Gambit. Yeah, I really liked him as Gambit. He was fantastic. He was in season two of True Detective. Yeah, man, and he was in Waco. He was amazing in that. He was really good. He plays David Koresh. He's amazing, amazing. That's, I think anybody who would have, like, John Carter just needed a name. That's the problem. I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think, because, like, I remember seeing certain parts of the effects from the trailer, and I'm like, it definitely had a budget. Like, it wasn't like it was poorly made. It's just... I I don't know. I guess it just I, from what I heard, the story is just a fucking mess. Yeah, this is this is a battlefield Earth kind of thing. It is eh? Ugh. a lot of money and a lot a lot of uh, a lot of missing components. It seems yeah, just yeah, mismanaged and whatever. Too bad because this kid it could have been like the thing that blew this kid up, right? Like he did this and then battlefield, and it was like, dude, shit. <laughs> lastly on the list and it's so fucking fantastic that this didn't happen yeah this one i knew about which is mind-blowing however something interesting that i read kind of funny is i've heard rumors that 
Tom Cruise might actually play Tony Stark in a scene in Multiverse of Madness where he's going to go to an alternate reality where it's going to be all the original cast choices for those roles. So apparently Tom Hiddleston originally auditioned for Thor. So he would be playing Thor in this thing. Um, I think they'd have Edward Norton back as Bruce Banner as like a joke. Oh my. Um, Tom Cruise would be playing um, Iron Man. And then I can't remember who they had for like uh, Loki and Hawkeye. I, uh, but yeah, rumor has that this is, it's like, it's supposed to be like super, you know, kept secret, but rumor is they might do a quick thing because, oh, they had Brad Pitt was originally, they originally offered Brad Pitt a role of somebody I can't remember. But yeah, the rumor is that they wanted to do a quick little fun scene where he goes to an alternate timeline and it's their first cast choices that are playing those roles. That That's just, that's just popcorn. That's just candy. A hundred percent, dude. I think that would be hilarious, especially if they imagine he goes back where it's like the shawarma scene from Avengers. So none of them even talk. They're just eating. But it's like Tom Cruise is Tony Stark. You know what I mean? Like Brad Pitt as say Thor, whatever the fuck it was. That would be really funny. That would be really, really good. Or like when they do the uh, the original uh, fly in together scene where they all land. Yeah, yeah, and the camera pans around. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. That's the perfect spot to do it too. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that would be really like I think that'd be hilarious, and I I don't see why. Like the funny thing too is if Disney really wants to do it where they don't have to pay them as much and they can like easily bring them in for like twenty minutes would be a quick like shawarma scene because then you don't have to pay anybody as much because they're not speaking. Cause I've heard of that before where they do shit like that. Like Ryan Reynolds did Ted for free cause he didn't talk in it. So they didn't have to pay Ryan Reynolds, but he just cameoed in it cause he thought it was so funny. Well, the problem is, is well, it's not a problem. It's how the union operates. So that like, is right. That's what it is. Yeah. In the, the depends on what union you're in, but with uh, actor or SAG, um, you you're paid base scale. So there's, there is a base scale for having, like you can't even get into a union without X amount of lines in a movie. Right? That's right. That's right. Because for instance, you brought up Arnold in Terminator 2. That was a big deal how much he got paid for how little of words he said. Yeah. Like that's yeah. considered because no words means you're not acting. So that's right. So they don't technically have to pay you because you're not providing the service that they've deemed is provided by acting or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because a movie like The Artist... It's almost like, does that mean that nobody got paid because it's a silent film? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, okay. Well, no. Uh... No, they obviously did because with that, they are talking. It's just silently edited. But they are talking. Like, when they were filming it, they're doing dialogue. They're on a set piece. So they would get paid still the same rate. It's just when they're editing, they're removing the audio and they're putting a music track. There's the science, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm assuming fucking so, because, right, like... We're all assuming fucking so. <laughs> yeah, that's the show is one big assumption, basically. But uh, yeah, I the Iron Man thing, I think that could be funny. Like, I think, especially if it's a quick... Like, again, I'm expecting Multiverse of Madness to have at least a scene where he is literally going through universes, like, pulling out an outfit in a closet. Like, he steps in a doorway... And it's the Fantastic Four with Chris Evans. And he's like, nope. 
goes in another doorway, Tom Cruise's Iron Man. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, those are those popcorn moments that I'm like, ah, I can't wait. It's also a studio recognizing what we want. Like what's, yeah. and, and now that you own it all, you can do that because now we all go fine. You have the rights. Well, so. and yeah, and if you want to make in the end game, if you want to maximize the full potential of money you can make, cater to your fan base because we're the ones giving you our money. Yeah. Like, and it's so easy. Like, look at what they did with Mandalorian. Nobody saw that coming, but it was absolutely incredible. And that's the kind of risks people want these days, original stuff. Yeah, man. A hundred percent. Cause if you're not gonna do it, then like you're wasting it. Like, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying is Netflix, the kind of content and shit they're putting out, it's lighting a fire under everyone's ass because it's like Netflix is giving us twists and plots with no like unknown characters, these new characters, these new stories. And here you are sitting on Harry Potter. Here you are sitting on Star Wars and you're doing fucking nothing with it. Or you're not taking these kind of risks when it should be so easy for you to because these are, you know, endless possibility worlds, right? So I really love Star Wars on TV. I think it's great. MCU, like Cat or the uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier series. I'm really excited to see where that goes. With so I, I can't wait till Christmas time with Loki. I love that they. Yeah. The I, fact that they chose the one moment in Endgame. Yeah. Start off point. Yeah. Is is like deep, deep message boards yeah comic want and need from from nerds alike dude for sure like you if you picked any other moment it just wouldn't make sense because now he's now he's dipped out and 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 you know what and for all we know the loki series could be a one-off because maybe that's something dr strange fixes in multiverse of madness because technically loki running around with the tesseract is a fuck up in a multiverse, right? Because that shouldn't have happened. I think what and, they're doing is that they're taking the secret of Infinity Gauntlet and Endgame and uh, combining it into TV. Yeah, which is smart because like what I told people is the way that they're making this kind of content is really smart because for instance, for, for instance, say your buddy never ends up liking WandaVision, he can just pretend like it doesn't exist and he can just go from Endgame to whichever next project was his favorite. And maybe they'll make references to WandaVision, but they've never done it in a way where you're like, oh my God, I have no idea what's going on because I didn't see this TV show. And I feel like that's kind of what they're doing is the TV show is going to fill in blanks but it's also if you don't see those blanks filled in, you're not completely fucking lost. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you know, like, so say you don't watch the the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. And at the end of the show, I assume we're going to officially have who the new Captain America is, whether it's Falcon, whether it's Winter Soldier. I assume they're building up to that. So say the next Avengers movie you watch, Falcon shows up and he's all decked out as Cap. Some people might be like, whoa, he's Captain America now, but you're kind of just like, okay. But if you want to see that happen, you have that TV show to watch where you can see how that happened. But if you don't, you just kind of accept it. Like Thor getting a new costume. 
You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, okay, this is how it is now. Cool. But if you want to see how we got the shield or why he's the new cap, check out the show on Disney plus. I love how you, and I'm all for that. I think that's great. You didn't, you went from like Thor's, you didn't use fat Thor. Like you just, you were like, <laughs> yeah. Thor it's a new costume. <laughs> what? There was nothing in between really. I mean, there was Infinity Wars and then there was Far No, Far From Home was last. Yeah. Yeah. So Infinity Wars and anything. Captain Marvel. Yes. So it was like I'm I'm rewatching the MC right now, and I it's like Homecoming, Ragnarok, then they did Black Panther, so you had backstory on black panther then they did captain marvel so when she showed up you weren't like huh yeah and then it went to infinity war uh end game and then um yeah and then far from home and so far I, we were supposed to get black widow but then that obviously got delayed but black widow i think they said ties into what she did between infinity war and the end game which kind of makes sense which is why i guess i'll wait to watch that because it's going to be an interesting part um, I'm excited for the the Captain Russia knockoff, like the the David uh, what's his face, the guy from Stranger Things. I can't uh, think of his name. David uh, Harbor, I think, yeah. is his name. Yeah, David Harbor. Yeah, I'm excited to see that quick little party played in the trailer. Is pretty funny. This fucking, you know, bearded out Russian who's wearing this tight latex suit. I am so for it. Like, yeah, yeah. So seriously enough, and like he got pretty stiff and strong for uh, for. Hellboy. Hellboy. Yeah, I really wish that movie was better. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you know what we should. He was a great Hellboy. I liked his Hellboy. I really liked his take on it. It's just the movie sucked. We, we should get ahead of the curve and do an episode dedicated to the, all the people who've played Hellboy, which is only Ron Perlman and David Harbour. But yeah. it'll be just like Batman. There'll be people, you know, and people who've played Hellboy. <laughs> I would love if they did, if they just got Guillermo and Ron Perlman and they did like a Hellboy 3 but it was like the Dark Knight Returns so he is old yes. he is kind of broken yeah. he's more like he has more satire than ever and he's more bitter than ever I would still watch that man I think that would be hilarious Ron Perlman rest in peace <laughs> <laughs> I know you're still kicking it I just watched him in the big ugly uh, which was oh nice it was a Virginia oil man in the big ugly. Yeah, right. Vinnie Jones in your life. Go, go watch the big ugly on Netflix. Yeah. I love me. Vinnie Jones. He's great. Any, you know, anyways, I, I'm, I looked over at the, the time and yeah, dude, wild. Hey, we, uh, this has been awesome. <laughs> yeah, some serious, my ass is falling asleep. So I, <laughs> uh, I'll use a joke. My grandmother used to use, she says, my ass is falling asleep. Um, and she'd be like, could you hear it snoring? <laughs> that's oh, good man. that's a good grandma joke i like that glad we ended on that instead of started on that <laughs> yeah no doubt eh? anyways uh ladies and gentlemen this is our this is our first of many obviously yes so uh for now we'll just keep it simple um charles can be found on youtube under the nerdgasm show correct sir yeah so uh yeah, if you uh, if you go on YouTube, it's under my channel, youtube.com slash cfbomb. Uh, if you search the Nerdgasm show, it should come up, uh, hopefully. 
<laughs> Hopefully within the first five videos, there should be something there. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, the Nerdgasm, look it up on YouTube. You can definitely find it. And then, uh, as you know, the podcast, you can find us everywhere. Anywhere that there's a podcast thing that downloads podcasts, we're Hell probably yeah. on it. That's that's how uh, that's how I speak about. Sorry, I've got Pearl Harbor on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yep, like I uh, I should I should put shit on in the background next time. That like is <laughs> cats. Yeah, exactly. I'll just watch buttholes and look at yeah, those little pink buttholes all day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. So you can find all things podcast related for us at therealdebaters.ca. That's where uh, that's where this will go. And this is going to be like a we're going to do this however we feel like doing this, but it's going to be a once a month thing. So it's either going to be on the podcast or it's going to be on the, the Charles's YouTube channel. Uh, but once a month, we're going to mass to talk like this, and it could be just the two of us. It could be people we know. We're we're working the kinks out. So that's right. That's right. So you guys get to uh, you get to experience like the uh, the real birth and evolution of the show. So, exactly. um, and I'm sure as we go, just like all shows uh we learn with every episode and once we have other people joining us and whatnot we'll probably have uh, a little bit more structure <laughs> a little bit more we'll see what happens you know i mean i shouldn't say structure but maybe we'll time limit ourselves so we're not just ranting yeah that's a, a <laughs> note i agree <laughs> yeah you know we're figuring it out we're figuring it out but we're happy that you guys are with us uh the whole journey that's a lot of fun yeah, no, definitely. This is the first time. This is the first like true bonus shit we've started doing. So. Yeah, yeah. You're the you're the, you're the extra, Charles. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, subscribe to him. Subscribe to us. Subscribe to both. Smash that subscribe button, like they say on YouTube. I've been waiting to say that all night. Smash it. <laughs> smash the fucking shit out of it and <laughs> yes please um and yeah thanks again for tuning in the the beginnings are always easy it's the endings that i fucking hate doing <laughs> i know i know it's so true it's so true cue the cue the fucking music and uh we're gone Bye.